is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for May 18th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, joined by my very good friend and resident OTSVIP, Jesse. What is going on, man? Not much, bro. Good to be here. Good to be here, man. We had uh, one hell of a banger episode tonight, man. Of AEW a lot of Dynamite. fun, man. Everything but Maki Ito, bro. Maki Ito, what? Man. That was the best part of the show. Get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking kidding me, man? This guy over here. I look don't, at this fucking cloud. I don't understand this guy with fucking Joshis, man. What man, is, what I don't is understand your... it, man. I don't understand it. I don't understand all the love, man. Jesus fucking Christ. I think my ears bled as much as they've ever bled, man. And we have to go through Monday and Friday. It was worse than that. Hey, my goodness, man. You're complaining, oh. bro. You don't watch BTE. I do not. I'm I sorry. gotta see. I gotta see her on BTE. I probably gotta see her on Dark for the next month and a half straight. Well, good. Now, now you can share in my misery, man. Oh. Share in my misery. Listen, we're not here to talk about Maki Ito. We'll talk about that uh, that cringe fest a little bit later. I even got some people uh, talking shit about me on social media. Oh, who doesn't like Maki Ito? Well, everybody but JD apparently. Uh, give me a break. I love Maki Ito. It must be just you, man. Uh, maybe. Maybe I'm, Maybe there's something wrong with me, man. It wouldn't be the first time I heard that. Uh, Jesse, we had one hell of a show tonight, uh, all kind of spearheaded by the Owen Hart Cup, man. I knew Tony Khan was going to create a great tournament, kind of bringing me back to the old school King of the Ring type feel. We had a lot of Owen Hart Cup tournament matches tonight. One semifinal match between Jeff Hardy and Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and it was Wild Card Wednesday, man. Maybe I should name uh, a night of the week for the venue, man, Wild Card Wednesday. Spin a wheel, everybody gets a free beverage. What do you think? They can, they can, make, this a, they can make this a yearly thing, man. But like, I mean, uh, they, like Wild Card Monday Night Raw? Well, I mean, everybody from the other branch shows up, you never know who it's going to be, man, right? I mean, they, just, they don't just, give a shit about a brand sport. Only difference is it'll be interesting on, on, on this end, but... Yeah, man, have the Owen tournament, and then right before the pay per view, have Wild Card Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Wild Card Wednesday, man, I like it. Uh, they uh, they dubbed it Wild Card Wednesday tonight, and apparently we got two jokers, bro. One of them being Maki Ito, which was a complete fail, complete letdown, and the other one, man, we got Johnny Morrison back, bro. Johnny Elite is not AEW. I think it's a uh, one time thing for now. But he was the Joker. Opened the show against Samoa Joe tonight, man. How great was it uh, to see John Morrison back in a in a ring 
and get rid of that WWE fucking cringe that he was a part of for so long. But it was great to see him back. Man, that was that was fantastic stuff, man. I mean, he was no Maki Ito, but it was awesome seeing Johnny Mundo, man. This guy's wearing a White Sox jersey and a Maki Ito fucking uh, cringe fest love fest over here Bruh. by uh, by Jesse. I don't know what's going on here. Why do I think you hate everybody's Maki, against me. Even man. my own fucking co-host is against me. Uh, yeah, it was great to see him back, man. Uh, you know, minus that, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll get into what happened there with Samoa Joe. But minus that, uh, that one little botch there for the 450, I thought he looked good. It's always good to see, you know, John Morrison, man. You know, when they when 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 the music played and the graphic hit, and it said Johnny Elite, I had a different Johnny Elite in my well, head. I think the crowd actually had a, a different. <laughs> Johnny Elite in their minds as well. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, we got Johnny Elite. That's not Johnny. That is Johnny Elite. Okay, all right, yeah, well, cool. I mean, all right. If you were, if you guys were paying attention to Tommaso Champa's Instagram today, he uh, he kind of poked fun at the Joker. He said he was at Epcot, which he might have really been at Epcot with both Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. He says, I'm at Epcot with these two Jokers. <laughs> yeah, nice little play on uh, on what happened tonight, man. You know. Everybody loves to have fun and poke with the poke with the fans a little bit. So we got John Morrison as the the Joker in the opening match there, and then Maki Ito was the Joker for the ladies going up against Britt Baker, and uh, not really much there, not much of a surprise. Britt Baker went on to win the match, and she is now in the semifinals against uh, Miss Tony Storm. So that should be uh, very interesting next week. Jesse, the other big thing that happened tonight was MJF and the Ten Lashes. Uh, against Wardlow. This kind of went exactly how I anticipated it to go. Wardlow standing there like a savage, taking every shot, and MJF just being a complete prick like we know him to be, abusing the 10 lashes and abusing the stipulation of tonight's segment and pretty much beat down Wardlow in grand fashion. And even more so now, MJF has a fucking symphony of God knows how many power bombs coming to him in Las Vegas. It should be uh quite entertaining in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm enjoying the build, man. And I think I think um I wanna say the the creative team, but I, I guess TK deserves a little bit of credit in regards to feuds like this, um, where they have to go for so long because we don't have, you know, three, four week builds before a pay-per-view here. We get three months. Yeah. And um I think they did a pretty good job of getting us, you know, to this match. You know, I mean, despite I, I would I would call this week a hic a hiccup, but not really a hiccup because it wasn't the same 10 lashes like we got before, but at the same time, it was still booked as 10 lashes and, and we've seen that before. Yeah. You know, I mean, but granted the outcome was different and the still the, the booking itself, we've seen that before, but just to keep us interested from the from the um the inception of the feud to the match, you know, without them really, you know, having 14 matches in between, you know, hats off in that regard. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get what you're saying. I think we talked about this uh either last week or the week before that. Uh it, it is a uh, recycled storyline from what MJF did with Cody Rhodes. Uh, but uh I, I didn't really mind it because it came off a little bit different than what he did with Cody. Cody actually took the 10 lashes, uh and so did Wardlow, but uh, MJF did not do what he did tonight with Cody Rhodes. It was more of a traditional, you know, savage lashing when he did it against Cody. So I appreciate the fact that they kind of approached this a little bit differently. Right, right. 
So that was uh, that was awesome tonight. And then uh, the other big thing, which I, I hope we do get the announcement in the next couple of weeks, because we still have two weeks to go before Double or Nothing, the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society. What a segment that was. Jericho pretty much running down everybody in the Blackpool Combat Club. And William Regal was out there. I swear to God, man, I thought we were going to get uh, him in the classic War Games announcement that he used to do in NXT do it tonight for blood and guts, but uh, we did not get that, unfortunately. What a segment between those 10 guys and William Regal tonight. Uh, quite entertaining television, and like we talked about many weeks ago, Jesse, this is the perfect feud for the sports entertainers versus the professional wrestlers, man. I think whoever came up with this and the build for this is a genius. I think this is going to be great going into Double or Another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm liking it. Um I was also waiting for the the uh, the war games, you yeah. know, ver- version of blood and guts. Maybe re- maybe Regal needs a week to, to to practice it, man. That first one is important. Yeah, you know, we, we get, you got to get it right. <laughs> it should you drag it out. Should it be quick? Should it be a war games? You I know, honestly it, do think he should say war games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, should what, be what a, difference should does it, it fucking make? We all know it's, it's the same match. You know, it should be dra- it's blood and. Good, yeah. so, good guts. You know which one is it? You no, know, yeah. we gotta, you gotta, you gotta perfect it. You know, we gotta. I can't. I, I thought it was coming. I thought it was. I like it, it. It feels like that they're alluding to it. Like they don't know what kind of match to do. Stadium Stampede. No, I'm not doing this. Do this. Not doing that. We're gonna. And then Regal's gonna bring it home. And like, blood. Yeah. You know, he got. He got to present it. And the first way. The first way he does it is gonna be the new way it's announced. So yeah. he has to get it right. Yeah. So uh, we uh, we have a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, and I appreciate you, Jesse. Appreciate you joining us right here on the podcast tonight. We got 1,800 in the venue. Some people are still filtering on in, but I see a problem here, guys. I only see 446 likes. You guys know what that means, man. We need to get those likes up. We need 1,000 likes minimum on tonight's AEW Dynamite post show on Off The Script. Get those super chats in as well. We're going to hang out at the end of the show. You guys let us know what's on your mind, what you thought of Dynamite tonight, what you're thinking of the last two weeks of build going into Double or Nothing. Hell, if you guys even want to chime in on the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation, which is on everybody's mind, you guys can sound off in the Super Chats. They are open all night, so get them on in. Also, make sure you guys hit those uh, join buttons. Get those memberships in, man. You guys are going to see VIP right back there. And sooner rather than later, Jesse, we'll be sitting VIP in the new OTS Beer Garden. That is under construction right now, man. I will uh, I'll fill you in on the briefing after the show is over, man. This is going to be fucking epic. Holy shit. So we got, uh, we got that coming along, and uh, you guys will be in the Beer Garden all summer. So look forward to that. But, yes, get those uh, memberships in, man. You guys get those emotes. And those badges next to your name, it's a great deal, man. Great way to support the show by hitting that join button. Also, go check out all the content on the channel, guys. There is plenty of it. Monday Night Raw, we did a live stream yesterday with 4,000 people talking about Sasha Banks and Naomi. I did an extra today with more follow-up information. What a wild fucking story. Jesse, whose side are you on, man? You on the east side? You on Vince's side? Bruce's side? Or you on Sasha Naomi's side? Bro, do I look like someone that be on... Vince's side. <laughs> he could be right. And I still wouldn't be on his side. 
I don't know, man. It's a crazy situation over there. So uh, everybody knows that we're pro Sasha Banks over on this side of things, man. So go check that out. Lots of truth bombs dropped in there. And just some great stuff there. So go check all that stuff out. Let me abbreviate that story real quick with this. Vince McMahon saying that Sasha is being unprofessional yeah, is literally, literally the same thing as MJF complaining to the referee that someone else cheated. Bro, I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, man. WWE is so professional, man. They love Just to fire people on their wedding days, bro. Thing. They I love mean, to fire people on their wedding days, man. They like to send uh WWE legends their shit back in trash bags, insinuating bro, that they're garbage, bro. Right? Bro, if if I'm a if I'm a impartial arbitrator in this and I'm looking at it and Vince is like, oh, that's unprofessional. I would just stop everything for a second and be like, hold on a goddamn minute. Before we even get into the logistics of this and who's right and who's wrong, you're telling me you want me to punish someone for being unprofessional. You. Yeah. You. Yeah. Fuck out of here, man. I mean, it's the same guy that fought God, bro, on pay-per-view. He fought, he fought God. He, he, had, he had Trish Radish bark like a dog on Monday Night Raw, bro. What are you talking about? It's so, he's so professional, man. Bro, we could spend, we could spend the next three hours of this show tonight <laughs> talking about all of the unprofessional things that Vince McMahon and WWE have done but yet he wants to complain that she's being unprofessional yeah all right crazy, go man. on with the show bro that's crazy man uh listen I, I appreciate all the support guys uh the channel has uh fucking hit a beautiful uh, momentum this week, thanks to the Sasha Banks and Naomi story, man. I appreciate you guys uh, stopping by and listening to what I have to say on it. Also, go get your t-shirts, man. We just dropped a new t-shirt today on bonfire.com. If you guys take a look at my profile picture on Twitter, that is the new t-shirt, man. The Don of the IWC. Get yours today in all various shapes and sizes. Women's t-shirts as well. T uh, tank tops for the summertime. You guys name it, man. It is now on Bonfire exclusively. That is bonfire.com. Link for all my merchandise you guys see right at the bottom of the stream there. And it is in the description as well. So go get your t-shirts, man. It's a great way to support the show. And also, today's show is sponsored by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash off the script. 30 days free of their service and one free audiobook of your choice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start at the top. We're going to start with the Owen Cup here on AEW Dynamite. Samoa didn't, Joe. Didn't Vince bring Selena Vega back and then fired her husband the next day? Yes. Okay. All, all done on purpose with design by strategy. No question. Okay. All right. Yes. Moving yes. on. So he's so professional, though, bro. That pro yeah. Okay. He's so professional. My goodness. Holy shit. John Laurinaitis, man, he's also a professional, man. Johnny Johnny Ace, man. everybody loves Johnny Ace. He's so professional too, right? He had rock. He had the most popular, the most famous guy on the planet come out on the Monday Night Raw and embarrass Lana on national television. Yes, for no reason. Yes, people power. Okay, Johnny Ace, unprofessional, huh? Sorry, kid, it's not you. It's uh, budget cuts. All right, gotcha. Owen Cup, ladies and gentlemen. Quarterfinals, this is Samoa Joe versus Johnny Morrison. Johnny Elite is not Elite. I don't think he's Elite. We didn't get a graphic 
But Johnny Elite, a.k.a. Johnny Morrissey, made his AEW debut tonight against Samoa Joe. Actually, Jesse, a first-time match for these two, first time in the ring. I was actually quite surprised by that statistic. Really? Yes. Wow. It's crazy, man. Yeah, crazy. man. They're, 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 their roads have been long-traveled. I'm surprised they haven't crossed. I know. And you know what, man? I, I, I got to be honest with you, man. It is so great to see Johnny Morris and Johnny Elite without the fucking dripstick, man. Remember that? Oh, my goodness. No, I don't. I stopped man, I can't, watching. I, I, can't, I can't recognize him without zombies around, bro. No, I, I stopped watching. So to me, Johnny Elite is fresh and looking good, but no dripstick involved. I couldn't, I couldn't recognize him without the walking dead around him, bro. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Anyway, uh, Joe is awesome. Joe is so intense, man. He makes everything just look so good. Uh, John Morrison in there looked great. Uh, Johnny was on the defensive early. Joe took early advantage here with a body block. Johnny came back with a thrust kick. He tried to keep Joe off of his feet because that's when he is most dangerous. Obviously, uh, a big lariat took uh, took out Joe, allowing uh, Mr. Elite to attempt this huge flipping dive uh, that didn't really connect at first, but uh, the execution of it was fucking great. So uh, we went to commercial break after that, and it's nice to see that his parkour is still in check. Uh, once we're back from commercial break, uh, Joe took it to Johnny with a big boot, and then a running senton. He goes for recovery, gets a two-count. Uh, two more loud chops followed there by Samoa Joe. My goodness, Joe wanted a muscle buster early, wanted to end it early, but Johnny flipped out. And he hit a Samoan drop on Samoa Joe. He came up short off the top rope, following with a 450 splash. Joe Jesse was way too far. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking here. He he landed it, but he landed on his feet and almost gave us uh, a Charlotte Flair moment in the in the middle of the ring tonight. Not really something that I anticipated. Number one from him, he's always so smooth in the ring, and something that could have easily been avoided. I think he's he's enough of a veteran to realize that. Even him, I don't think I'm going to make that 450. You know who could hit that 450, bro? Ricochet. Ricochet could hit that 450, not John Morrison. Hey, John Morrison can hit it, man. A little bit of ring rust. First time on live TV in bro, a little he bit. he was 70, 70% across the ring, bro. Give me a break. Hey, man. He's he done it before, man. Not all the parkour in the world could save him on this night, man. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he came up short on that 450. The minor blemish that was the 450, uh, it still was a very good match between these two, even though it was a first-time thing. Uh, missed the 450. He recovered nicely from it, and he then landed a Shining Wizard to follow up after the 450. Johnny went for a slipping springboard moonsault. I, I believe he calls it... Uh, what the fuck does he call that ship? Bro, I forgot it because it's so goddamn terrible. Oh, the Starship Pain? Starship Pain. There you go. The worst finisher in all of pro wrestling next to his best friend, The Miz, with the fucking uh, skull-crushing finale. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Joe got his knees up on the Starship Pain, and he went for the Muscle Buster. Absolutely devastating Muscle Buster. Joe gets the victory here and advances to the semifinal. He will now face the winner of Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix in the semifinal here of the Owen Cup. After the match was over, almost immediately, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal ran down and attacked Joe. Satnam Singh was slowly walking behind, and uh, I don't know if that was on uh, purpose or if it was just because he can't move as quickly as uh, as intended. But Joe was being beaten down, Jesse, by Lethal and Sanjay. The best friends, Trent and Chucky e. T and Rocky Romero came out. Uh, they had chairs, and they stopped the assault there and put an end to the attack there by uh, by Jay Lethal 
and Sanjay Dutt. It looks like, Jesse, we're going to get Jay Lethal versus Samoa Joe at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view. I can't imagine anything else because they've been building to this for quite a while now. Uh, and going into next week, we got Kyle O'Reilly. We might as well talk about it now. We'll talk about the match when we get to it, but Kyle O'Reilly did beat Ray Phoenix tonight. Should be a great match between O'Reilly and Joe, just based on their styles. But it, we may be looking at Kyle O'Reilly versus uh, Adam Cole in the fucking final of this thing, bro. What did I say two weeks ago? I, I know, listen, I know what you said. Okay. I know what you said, man. We'll see. We'll see. We haven't gotten there yet. But All right. But, uh, but I'm just saying, Joe and Morrison, uh, he was brought in to take an L. It's easy for him to take an L, being that he's not elite yet. Or if he will be elite, I'm not sure. But it looks like, Jesse, it may be lethal and Joe. What do you think? I like it. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Le- uh, well, yeah, lethal and Joe for the title. Yeah. For the, um, yeah, the title. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get, I mean, and lethal is going to come in and protect uh, Joe. And and his loss to um um to Kyle, and yeah, man, it looks like Adam Cole uh, words are gonna be gonna ring true. We're gonna get an undisputed elite member to win that tournament. I don't know, man. You know, it, it's uh, it's funny that uh, we're getting NXT vibes in AEW, man. Slowly but surely, more and more every week. You know, I, I even called for uh, let's get Johnny Gargano in the tournament. Let's revisit Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, and here we are. Where we may be getting Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in the finals of this Owen Cup. I, yeah. I don't mind it. I mean, they, they put on great matches. I just didn't really give a shit about it. But it is what it is. Yeah, no, we've, I've, look, I've said it before, man. We were all, you know, kind of just upset and butthurt that NXT went away. And yep. we got, you know, 2.0 in it in this place. But slowly but surely, low-key, man... The original NXT as we knew it has not gone anywhere, man. It just changed channels. Yeah, I know. A lot of people got, don't really. We, we a, got lot, a lot of people don't really understand that. Yeah, I mean, I look. The, it. I loved the black and gold NXT, but moreover, I didn't necessarily love it individually. I loved the pro wrestling that it brought us. You know, I love what it brought us. I love the simple, the simplistic storylines and the and the, and the great wrestling. And that's being literally translated over to AEW right now. So, I mean, I'm not mad at it, man. I just want really good fucking wrestling. Oh, we got to pause the show, bro. I know. I see it. Angel. Angel Alaga with a $100 super chat. Angel, you fucking beast, man. Look at this guy dropping a bomb early on. He says, your extra was off the hook today. Sasha has been treated horribly for years. Oh, my goodness, man. We both love, Jesse and I both love Mercedes, man. We know what she brings to the table and how valuable she really is. She is, bro. I mean, she is. I mean, it. look, we can take out the argument of who was professional, who was right, who was wrong. We can omit that for a half of a second and say, has the women's division been treated fairly ever since those tag titles were minted and given to Sasha and Bailey and they were promised the world? Have they been treated fairly? Absolutely and zero. No, they have not. So if someone were to get this frustrated and to walk out, I mean, how could you blame them? I mean, it, look, I don't think she was unprofessional at all, but if you want to say that she was great, then entertain it. Let's entertain it. How could you not be? At this point, look how she was fucking treated with these titles. Not once, but twice now. She get, I mean, it's too much, man. It's too much. Yeah. 
Thank you, Angel. Thank you for the $100 bomb. If anybody wants to follow in Angel's footsteps, these Super Chats, like I said, are open. Let us know what you guys think of everything that has transpired this week in the world of pro wrestling. Moving on with the show. Thank you once again, Angel. Lexi Nair interviewed Jeff and Matt Hardy backstage. Yes, Jeff was up and walking about here. She said Jeff has officially been medically cleared to compete tonight in the Owen Cup. Jeff began talking. The Young Bucks interrupted. Matt Jackson told Jeff Hardy that he doesn't need to be leaping off ladders anymore. Matt said he is a shell of his former self, and Adam Cole's going to kick his ass tonight. Matt told him not to worry about Brother Nero. Matt Hardy, that is. Not to worry about Brother Nero. He called the Bucks Hardy cosplayers. He said they'll never be better than the Hardys. He also said if they interfere in this match, Cole won't be the only member of the Undisputed Elite who gets their asses kicked tonight. Uh, Jesse, it looks like we may be getting some way, shape, or form. May not be a traditional tag team match, but we may be getting uh, the Hardys and the Bucks doing something together at double or nothing. Yeah, I mean, it would be a traditional tag match for them. You know, pretty much whatever they do. I mean, it, you know, you, you figure whatever gimmick they throw at it, it'll it, 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 it feel, you know, pretty much... You know, apropos for these for these four guys. And if we throw them in a ladder match, if we throw them in a Texas tornado match, they've been through it all. Yep. So I mean, just throw a stip at them and it would make sense. Just putting them in there with no stip kind of makes no sense. So I just kind of want to see them do something. I just hope that it uh eventually leads to something a little bit more important. I know that they have history together, and I know it's probably uh you know, scratching or itching the hell out of Tony Connolly's way. He's just wanting to scratch that itch, you know, to get the Bucks and the Hardys in the ring. I just want it to mean a little bit more, uh, seeing that this may be the final run for both Jeff and Matt Hardy as a tag team. Uh, I would expect that somewhere down the line that these two teams would be in something a little bit more important, say, for the AEW Tag Team Championships. I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know if it necessarily needs the titles in the fit, and if they did use the titles would it kind of get in the way of the outcome because are they going to push you know the pretty much retired hardy boys as tag champs for for any amount of time when they have all of these capable of tag teams right now i don't know you know they, I don't need, think they, they need one more you know this is what it's leading to it's going to be leading to a uh final run for a tag team championship you, you, you're going to give them the tag team titles at some point they're retiring know. here bro before they go to the wwe hall of fame yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's something to think about, though. I don't know if I would do it because they don't—they just don't need it. I mean, they can be um, profiled, you know, and and put in a high-profile match and and given a spotlight without the titles. It's about who they be in the ring with, and them yeah. being in the ring with the Bucks could tell a fantastic story. Yeah, always. CM Punk. Yeah, speaking of fantastic stories, CM Punk made his ring entrance. He wore a T-shirt tonight that uh, seemingly upset a lot of people. I don't know why. You know, it is what it is. Keep your fucking political shit to yourself, please. He said abortion rights are human rights. People got triggered by this. It is what it is. Of course. Ross hyped the May 29th Double or Nothing event with Punk and Adam Page for the World Championship. And he insinuated, Jesse, that they may do and expect record numbers, man. This is something that I was throwing around when I heard this line. I put it in my notes. Uh, do you expect that double or nothing being that Punk is in a world championship situation against Adam Page? Do you expect this to outsell all out? As far as the as far yeah, as pay-per-view the, um, buys. Pay-per-view buys? Yeah. I don't know, man. 
I, 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 I've yet to be, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't really have a grasp on what is pushing AEW's buy rates. I mean, I don't think it's a particular match. I think it's the build up to the pay-per-view in the months leading up to the show. You know, I mean, and that's just a me thing. I mean, I don't think anyone's sitting around saying, okay, we get Punk versus Hangman. I'm getting this pay-per-view no matter what. Yeah. You know, or I, mean, I, I think the majority of people are sitting around saying, I don't know. Let me see how the card plays out, you know, and then as the card builds, oh, okay, this looks fucking good. I'm in. Yeah. You know, but that's just a me thing. But I don't think Punk versus Hangman is a turn off for anyone. I, I think that would draw. So if I, if I had to pick something, so if I had to pick one, I would say this would, you know, it, it would, it would be a draw. Yeah. Yeah. I, I expect them to at least come close to uh 200,000 buys pay-per-view. No question for uh, punk being the world championship title picture and getting a title match. I think it'll do great numbers for Tony Khan and AEW as uh, all their pay-per-views just do great numbers for the entire company. But he was out there, met his ring entrance, came out, sat at commentary, was on commentary for the next match, which was Adam page versus Takeshita, Jesse. Now, we don't really know much about Takeshita, but I will say this, man. This is somebody that I'd like to see more of on TV, man. I think that Takeshita is fucking great. He's got such a great style. He's got such a great presence in the ring. He's got a great size and look to him. He is fucking physical, some people were telling me that he is like the protege of Kenny Omega. I don't know how truthful that is or how uh, factual that is, but my God, man, he is fucking fantastic. He is, he is really good. And I mean, maybe it's just a me thing, but I, his style and his approach um, reminds me a lot of um, Ibushi. A lot of, I, I see some Ibushi, but I see a lot of a. Uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito in there. Yeah, yeah, him too. Yeah. I, yeah, I see a lot of I see a lot of Naito in him. And 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 all of these names are fantastic names for him to be compared to. So and at 26 years old, man, um, yeah, the 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 sky's the ceiling for this guy. It's just a matter of, of what he ends up doing. Um, I don't I don't think it'd be a, a, a smart move to make the leap over into AEW full time right now. So um Whatever he's doing in DDT, it seems to be, you know, getting the job done. I would say keep it up. Uh, but if he could move to New Japan and get some work in there, I, I think I think he could build up a um, a rep to come over to the States. But I wouldn't want to see him do it too soon. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And, you know, a lot of people yeah. say DDT is a uh, is a joke comedy promotion. Clearly, with the way this guy works, I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there, but uh, yeah. he is as serious as serious gets here to cash. Uh, but I do agree with you, man. Yeah. 26 years old. You know, I'd love to see him uh, advance in his own country and then maybe make a transition over here, uh, you know, just like Jay White did. You know, yeah. Jay White was uh, a basic nobody all over yeah. here in the States, and then he goes to Japan and all of a sudden becomes uh, a fucking top-tier uh, grade-A professional wrestler. I was like, Kenny yeah. Omega did. Yeah. So I li- I'd like to see more of him on TV. I thought he was great tonight. He was great in his first match on Rampage, uh, and this was a fantastic match. I thought these two guys complimented each other very well. Uh, he made uh, Hangman uh, kind of uh, dance around and uh, kind of dance around defeat here for yeah. a little bit. And Paige brought it to him, and he made Takeshita look very good as well, being that Paige is the world champion. So the bell rang, and these two went right at it, uh, right at the top. And Paige hit a fallaway slam, and then he hit his springboard clothesline, followed by a plancha. Takeshita returned with one of his own 
Uh, a, a more impressive dive on the outside. He landed uh, senton style on the outside, run, going right into the uh, guardrail. Page cut off a springboard and chopped to catch the down. They fought on the apron. Uh, this is where Page kind of lured him in, and he had a back suplex on the apron. Then he hits his signature moonsault, and we go to commercial break. So we're back from break. Takesh did a flying clothesline and an absolutely gorgeous blue thunderbomb. He then followed it up with a tope. Okay, traded corner boots and then Germans before taking each other out and double downing with clotheslines at the same time. Page turned a discus forearm into a nasty-looking tombstone pile driver for a two-count only. So Page gets back up. Gets back up. He hesitated a little bit on a buckshot lariat. And he hesitated on the buckshot because he looked over at CM Punk, who was sitting on commentary. This allowed Takeshita to avoid the uh, buckshot and hit a vicious-looking forearm. A last-ride powerbomb by Takeshita that was absolutely fucking brutal. My goodness. He went for a near fall. He got a two-and-a-half on that one. Takeshita then hit a running knee. He followed it up with a stalling German suplex, which looked vicious as well. He couldn't hold the bridge on the German because Takeshita was selling the effects of the previous tombstone on the neck. So he checks with Aubrey. Aubrey checks with him. He's ready to go. He gets back up. He wanted the flying knee again, but Page counted it, reversed it into a flying clothesline, uh, or he reversed the flying clothesline into a forearm. I'm sorry. Page then took Takeshita to the top rope, and this is where Takeshita did a diving clothesline. Page popped up, hit a lariat, followed by the buckshot. Uh, that did not end the match, though, because Page hit the GTS on Takeshita for the one, two, three. Jesse Punk looked on. He did not even seem to be bothered by the fact that Page hit the GTS. He was more uh, amused and humored by it, but Punk is looking on as uh, Page gets the win with his own finishing move. I love that little added touch at the end of this match. Yeah, yeah, it's all about, you know, it, 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 it's, it's the story that Hangman and Takeshita uh, told in the ring was, was all in a part of the build to the Punk and Hangman match. And it was done so done so so subtly, you know, but but still done so well, you know. And um, Donzel McCallop in the chat makes a good point. Juice Robinson is another one that didn't do too well here in the States. No. Went to New Japan. And made a huge name for himself. I remember when he was in NXT carrying around that fucking, uh, that, that goddamn sign like he was an environmentalist. Yeah. What an awful gimmick. And also, shout out to Donzel. He uh, graduated from school. Oh, look at that. I, I bet he didn't didn't notice that I caught that. Congratulations, man. Good shit. Good shit to you, man. Good shit to you, man. So we got Paige and Punk then, Jesse, staring down at the end of this match. Uh, they were kind of uh, advancing each other slowly but surely, and Punk walked up to Paige, put his arms out in the air, and we got loud CM Punk chants in Houston, and Paige seemed to be quite pissed off at that, and he walked away by shoulder-bumping CM Punk and walked away in disgust. It's a great move there. Yeah. They still got, they still got a couple more weeks to give... They got to give one of these guys a real reason to want to kill the other one. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, right now, it's, or is it re- or is it really just just kind of you know who's tougher than who, who's the fucking man around here? But it's well, all kind of uh, buried in respect. Well, yeah, I, I think for right now at this stage, it's about the title, which is exactly what it should be. That's what it should be. It's about who wants to be champion more. Um, now that we're getting closer to the match. I think now we can sprinkle a little bit of salt on this meal just to make it a little bit tastier. You know, let's, let's, let's dig in there a little bit. I want to see what else they add over here the next couple of weeks. I think it I think it could add a little bit more on top of it to, just to give them a little bit more to want to beat the shit out of each other outside of the fact of they want to be champion. But so far, so good. Yeah, I uh, I fully trust Tony Khan to uh, kind of, and, and CM Punk and Adam Page to uh, to do what they got to do to kind of like you said, sprinkle that little uh, that little Parmesan cheese on top of the fucking yeah. uh, pasta yeah. dish, you know? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on from that, which was a fantastic match, easily the best match of the entire night between Paige and Takesh, the man. Uh, shout out to both of those guys. Fucking great. Love both of them uh, in that match tonight. Uh, we move on from that to uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. This was a tag team match. And they defeated J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry, who are known as the Work Horsemen. Pretty much a job match, Jesse. Uh, squash match here. We got Lee laying in some big chops on the fake J.D., by the way. J.D. Drake. And then Swerve. From and, NY. Uh, uh, who? From NY. Go no, ahead. I don't know. I don't know where he's from. Uh, North Carolina? He oh, it's like NY. A big, uh, North Carolina guy. Oh, it's NY. Yeah, oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. For, for, trust me, for, for intents and purposes of this conversation, he's going to be J.D. Drake from NY. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. And then Swerve and Henry tagged in. Anthony Henry was uh, in uh, NXT. He didn't really get even get a cup of coffee over there, and then they let him go. And then uh, Swerve and Henry tagged in uh, with Swerve leveling Henry with a big kick. Lee tagged in, took out uh, J.D. Drake with a uh, crazy slingshot crossbody before pouncing on Henry. Lee and Swerve then hit a... Uh, I don't know if this is their finishing move, man. I know you've been watching Dark. They've been, I think they've been on Dark. Is this their finishing move? It was like a a doomsday kind of uh, senton or what was it? A double foot stomp and a fucking uh, spirit bomb combination by these two guys, man. What a fucking tandem finishing move. Holy shit. Yeah, this one was new. I don't even this know if they I... have a name for that shit. Nah, to, to my knowledge, no. Someone, no. someone on Twitter, I believe, uh, said that 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 they named this "Fall from Glory." Okay, uh, I don't okay. know if that really All makes right. uh, sense, but uh, okay. You know. But this was uh, a great showing for these guys. They're obviously in contention for a tag team title opportunity. You see where they're going with this against Team Taz and Jurassic Express. After the match, Lee took the microphone and cut a promo, and he said he and Swerve are now a top five ranked tag team. 
They were then interrupted by Ricky Starks, who got a big ovation, and powerhouse Will Hobbs, man. Oh, my goodness. Hobbs came out wearing a T-shirt saying, I break necks. There you, you go. See, did you catch that one? I didn't read the shirt, no. Yeah, I, I break necks. And no, and no, we, yeah, we, yes, yes, we watched the show on Dark. Jesus, chill the fuck out, man. Did they what, do wait, this? Wait, what, what happened? You watched the show on Dark. What are you talking about? This is they, Mr. They, they, Dark over here. What are you talking about? They did the same match on Dark, and the chat is fucking freaking. I'm, I'm talking about the finisher. Did they do the same finisher on the match on Dark, though? Oh, who knows? Who gives a shit? I don't know. The chat, it was on Dark. It was on Dark. I can't believe Jesse, that's fucked up. It was on Dark. Who gives a yes. shit? Well, I break back, Put, so I, I never mind. I break next. I'm sorry. That might be a little... Put the uh, keyboard that, that might be down. TTV 14. I, I'm sorry. His shirt didn't say, I break next. I break backs, he said. I'm sorry. See? Oh, that's another mistake. Oh, but you can't do... You can't make a mistake. Holy shit. Who watches, who watches Dark, man? Nobody watches Dark. What the fuck is the only guy in the fucking... This is the only guy I know that watches Dark, man. Give me a break. Anyway. Jesus Christ. Top five tag team. They were interrupted by, uh, by Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Starks call them both jabronis. He doesn't want to get the correlation and the uh, compliments that he's uh, similar to The Rock, but then he wants to use his. Then he wants to use The Rock's terminology. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and phrases. I mean, and bro, come on, come on. Hey, man, that's a that's a good that's a good comparison to be made to. I I know, but he doesn't like it. He doesn't like yeah. it. He said it, he said so publicly and said it was ridiculous that they thought they deserved a title shot. So out comes Jurassic Express, who are the AEW Tag Team Champions. And then they come out with Christian Cage. And again, Jesse, I don't know if you got this vibe, man, but holy shit, I, I honestly am seeing it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Christian Cage, man, very heelish in the way he's kind of ordering Jurassic Express around and, and making, making their matches and giving them things to do and what they have to do and telling them what they have to do. I don't know if it's just me, man. Did you get that vibe again tonight because Christian Cage came out, and he talked about how Starks thought he was a real, uh, or if he thought Starks was ready for a real championship, but Jurassic, but Jurassic Express are the best. They then challenged both teams to a three-way tag team title match of double or nothing, but then Christian Jesse offered Jungle Boy versus Swerve versus Ricky Starks next week on Dynamite. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel the heel vibe this week as I did in, in the previous weeks with Cage. Maybe it was but, the way that Jungle Boy looked at Christian Cage after he made that match. It's like, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was looking at that, too. I was looking at, because he, he didn't put on, like, an obvious, you know, like a, like a, like a, like a cliche wrestling reaction, like, you know, like, you know, it was kind of like a subtle, you know, just kind of glance at him a little bit. Yeah. But we've been seeing the, we've been seeing the, the, the little threads of it in the past, so I could see how it, you know, would apply here and everything else. If, it, if this if, if tonight was isolated and by itself, I wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, you know. But since it's in the in the in the in the story they've been telling, yeah, it, it kind of looks like it's coming soon. Again, I don't know if it's uh, the right thing to do. If uh, Tony Khan said that he's already got trio championships made, I mean that's a solid trio right there. I don't know why you would want to break them up now if those titles are on the way, looming somewhere. Yeah, no, I know. I kind of want to keep all my trios together at this point. Yeah. He does have a lot of them, though. Yes, that, that's the one thing that it does. Uh, it does uh, kind of signal you know, Tony Khan's got a lot of trios. I mean, if he wants to break up these two, these two guys away from Christian Cage, uh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It's not going to be that big of a loss. Right, right. Cut out for a second there on me. But oh, never mind. All right, it's YouTube. Yeah. It's YouTube. Yeah, but uh, you're fine though. 
Anyway, moving on from that, uh, we got Chris Statlander and Red Velvet in the back with Tony Schiavone. Velvet said that they saved each other in the past, but that ship has sailed and things are a lot different now. Statlander is in the tournament. Uh, according to, uh, uh, I guess, the dirt sheets, Jesse, Hikaru Shida is injured. And then she had kind of, uh, I don't know if this was a shoot or if this is going to be somehow worked into the plans she, I guess, found out that she was pulled from the tournament watching Rampage one of these last couple of weeks, and maybe she insinuated that she's not really hurt. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with Sheeta, man. It's a big question mark with Hikaru Sheeta. Do you got any information on that, or did you hear about that story at all? I didn't, none. I didn't hear about, um, I didn't hear that she tweeted um, something that was kind of like in, in, in contrary to what, yeah. what was going on. I didn't yeah. I didn't know about that part about it at, at all, but um, I would, I would say that you know, girls like Sheeta and Riho are somewhat protected. So, I mean, I don't see how is how there'd be an issue with them, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Sheeta. Uh, there's got to be a reason why Tony Khan pulled her from the tournaments. Uh, uh, a Ruby Soho versus Hikaru Sheeta match could be very enticing to the viewer. But um, we're now getting Statlander and Red Velvet for this match uh the uh first round match will be completed next week or on rampage rather and uh statlander jesse she's uh transformed into this new uh this new gimmick she's not uh doing the alien thing anymore and uh friday this will be uh it for her she better bring everything she's got because she will do all of this the baddie way says red velvet to statlander statlander said things are different because they've both changed statlander said she's taking this opportunity to the top and this is strictly business so uh, Jade walked in, and Jade Cargill is wearing an orange dress. She got the green hair. She's with Kiara Hogan. Jade said Velvet has a real leader now, and uh, she kind of uh, poked fun at Chris Statlander, kind of looking down at her, and she said, uh, Tony, cut the shit, which Tony is uh, cut quick, the shit. quickly becoming one of my favorite things on, uh, on the show when she says that. But, Jesse, I, I took away from this segment uh, – that Jade Cargill and Chris Statlander may be the direction that they go for the TBS championship, and that Red Velvet versus Ruby Soho may be the semifinal match that we get for the Women's Owen, Cup, Owen Hart Cup. I can see that. Um, Jacob Donnelly and a few others in the chat are saying that um, Sheeta is stuck in Japan and that she's still working. Oh, but she can't get back to the States. Can't get back to the States. Okay. I that mean, would make a, a lot of sense. There's a, there's a lot of fucking you know, logistical red tape to get through, to come back and forth from, you know, out of the country to work in the country back and forth. I mean, so I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, so hopefully it all gets cleared up. But what do you think about a Jay Chris Statlander match? I mean, they got nobody really lined up for Jay Cargill right now. It does make sense. I mean, I would oh. like to see Statlander in a little bit more of a, uh, I guess of a, of a solid role on the show. I don't know if I'd pr primarily, uh, you know, make her the 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 the, the pri uh, i guess the priority uh, in the women's division but jade has nobody dude right now they got nobody it's probably where they're going with it, but but i'll just put this out there because no one else is really saying it i don't know what's going on with chris statlander but this change is not a fucking change it's, it's not a change she changed her outfit she still doesn't talk much um they've done nothing with her as far as in ring move set storyline nothing has changed but her outfit so i'm not seeing anything of extra interest in chris statlander and just to be clear i'm a chris statlander mark dude i love her 
you know, and I was glad to see that they were doing some doing something different, whether to give us some kind of change, but I'm kind of disappointed to see that nothing's come of it. Yeah. It's the same Chris Statlander, different clothes. And that's not good enough. She deserves a little bit more than that. So well, maybe it's her maybe it's her choice. Maybe, maybe it was her a, choice to drop the alien stick. That's fine. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm not upset that they dropped the alien stick. I'm just they I mean, if they're gonna do a, a gimmick change, make it a change. You know, what's different? You can't just change your clothes and call it a gimmick change. I dare anybody to name one thing different from the previous stat letter to what we have right now, other than her clothes. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, what do, what do you want her to do? I mean, she looks to be in the best shape of her fucking career. She looks great. Yeah. Name one thing different. Uh, nothing, really. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, nothing. The same, the same, they're, they're doing the same thing. I don't know. I mean, you don't watch NXT. I mean, I mean, sadly, I watch it just for the fucking laughs. But uh, they changed Kaylee Ray. They changed her name. And they now uh, are calling her Alba Fire, bro. They, they, they have her coming out dressed as fucking the female Negan. I mean, I mean, it's the same Kaylee Ray that we always seen, but they, they gave her fucking jeans and a baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm all about the change, man. Just make it meaningful. Make it impactful. Make it actually different. Unless, I mean, don't be, it seems like she was like, I'm, I don't know who's, I don't know whose idea this gimmick was, but it seems like they were almost scared to do a gimmick change because they changed a little bit, but not too much of it. You know, I mean, you got to take a change. You got to go out there and do some drastic change. You got to do something different. You can't just change your clothes and be like, let's try this. You know, I see people saying hair. Okay, they changed their hair. If you're saying to her hair, then you're just proving my goddamn point. You know, I mean, they're not changing anything but her looks. So you missed the uh, you missed the booping on the nose, I assume. No, man, I don't. I mean, again, I don't. The gimmick she has now is the same to the gimmick she has before. Nothing has changed. I don't miss the last gimmick because this is the same damn gimmick, basically. You know, turn her heel or turn her tweener or, or give her some kind of attitude change. Change her alliances. She's still with the best friends. There is nothing different about her. Nothing's moveset. Everything is the same but her outfit. Right, Everything. We'll, 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 see on, we'll see on Friday when she takes on Red Velvet how, how much different she, she is when she comes out. I don't know. At this point, I would rather see her in the. I mean, she really, that's not what I want for her, but it would, it would be different than what she's doing. She's not doing anything different right now. Uh, just to let you guys know, my OBS is uh, acting up. I just went into the red. Jesse cut out a little bit. So if you guys see that uh, happen again, don't mind it. I will take care of it after the stream is over. So I apologize for that uh, little technical hip uh, hiccup there. Yeah, Moving on with the shot. He's back now, though. Uh, MJF, Jesse. He walked out with Sean Spears. Uh, Jim Ross said this could be the most controversial segment of any AEW broadcast ever. So MJF walked out, which, by the way, it wasn't. MJF walked out. He sarcastically uh, was crying because of all the booze. He's no longer on Long Island. MJF entered the ring and a loud chant in Houston of you suck, you suck. Unfortunately, he says in the ring, I am no longer in Long Island. I am in Houston. <laughs> he's choking while he's saying Houston. He can't get it out of his mouth. He pretended like he was coughing and vomiting when he tried to say Texas as if it made him gag. He said everything is bigger in Texas because he's looking at a bunch of dumb, grotesque, fat hicks. My God, man. Could you imagine Love him it. on Monday night saying that, bro? 
going to Tennessee it. and uh, saying that shit. Yeah, no, this is, I don't know what this bullshit is he's trying to pull, but I you can't convince me to believe he's gonna actually go over there, man. Uh, listen, man, you know, it, it was a big story. We talked about it on Off the Script 430 on uh, on Sunday, man. You know, I said it on Sunday. I, it's not going to be a money thing. It, it's not going to be a money thing to keep MJF or, or for WWE to get MJF because Tony Khan is going to offer MJF everything that he has and anything he wants to stay. So it's not going to be a money issue. And I honestly think that what we talked about is probably uh, on point with it. If MJF is going to want the money, he's going to get the money, no matter he's if it's Tony Khan or, or WWE. It's going yeah. to be it's going to be what he thinks is going to be the best route for his career. Because before all is said and done, Jesse, it may be this year. Who, who knows? He's going to be the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, and he's going to hold that title for a very long time. He may hold that con- he may hold that title until his contract is up in AEW, and yeah. he he will get the money that uh, he requires and he deserves. But it's not going to happen on AEW's side. And, you know, you hear a lot of the innuendos about oh, Tony Khan doesn't want to negotiate with MJF now. It's not because Tony Khan doesn't want to give him the money, which he could right now. Tony Khan wants to uh, open the budget up because in 2024, not only is MJF's contract up, but AEW is going to go back into contract talks with Time Warner and Turner. And they're going to get more money on their end, which is going to free up Tony Khan to give MJF whatever the fuck he wants. So not only is it a, is a good strategic move, like I said, it's going to be about what MJF wants in his career. But the question is, and I'll, I'll leave the floor to you after this last point, Jesse, uh, is, is MJF going to want to be a multi-time AEW champion? Because after he wins the championship, what else is there for MJF to do in AEW? He may seek other opportunities like a WrestleMania main event, like being the man in WWE, and that may be more of an attractive offer to him. Who knows? Well, there's always more to do. You know, it's it's like saying after Roman won his first world title, you know, what's left for him to do in WWE? Yeah. To I mean, to become the greatest. There's plenty to do after you win your first. Um, you know, Tony Khan is saying how, you know, is I, I can see what I can see what he's saying, what he when he says that. Um, he doesn't want to set that precedence to renegotiate MJF's deal right now. Um, if there's a system in place, you know, i.e. renegotiate when you're one, you're out, then stick to it. You know, when you start making exceptions for certain people, then other one, others also want the same exceptions. So if his contract is up in 2024, if the normal protocol would be to start renegotiating when you're a year out, then do that. But when it comes up, you give that man whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, basically, you have to give him whatever he wants. So there's no debating. The only debate right now is MJF wants to talk re- New Deal now, and Tony Khan wants to say, no, we'll do it when it's time. And you'll be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I also love about this, uh, this whole thing? You know, he, MJF, he can go on any interview. He could go in any ring, uh, in any city that AEW has, and... You, you don't know if he is being serious or if he's if he's in kayfabe. You know, the character that he plays is so unpredictable that he, he, he's always in character everywhere he goes. You never know if he's, uh, if he's talking at his ass or, or if he's in character or if he's really speaking how he feels. You, you never know. That, that's the best right. thing about him. The character he plays is so unfucking predictable. You never know what the fuck he's going to say and if he really means it. Right now, he's a modern-day Brian Pillman. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to get whatever he, whatever he wants. So, uh, l- like we said, you know, you, you could listen to him say whatever he wants with Ariel Hawani and this and that. And, 
uh, bar stool wrestling. You, you, you could listen to him speak about how, you know, uh, the people in the back, they don't want to hear me talk about contract of money, you know, and he's uh, hyping up the performance center. MJF is going to remain in AEW at least, at least for another full-time run. So that's just my feeling. Will he end up in yeah. WWE? I do think he will. I yeah, do think eventually. It will, it will happen eventually. And I honestly yeah. think that when Vince gets older and he gets through this second run with AEW in this second contract, Vince is going to be so old. Hopefully he's out, out by the time MGF, MJF gets over that and someone younger is in his place and really appreciates what MJF brings to the table because I can't see MJF now on WWE TV with Bruce and Vince around the fucking show there. No, no. And maybe, maybe, maybe he will wait for just that. Maybe he will wait for Vince to no longer be yeah. in charge. I mean, I mean, Maxwell Jacob Freeman has all the time in the world, man. Yeah, yeah. So young, probably the best heel in the business. He he ain't going nowhere. No. So he walked out, and MJF is out there cutting down Texas. Huge chance of asshole, asshole, of course, in Houston. MJF asked if they were talking about the man he's about to whip. MJF said Wardlow uh, retaliates. If he retaliates, he won't get the match at double or nothing, and he won't be an AEW superstar. Fans chanted, shut the fuck up, which is the best chant in all of pro wrestling if you're a heel. He said if that happens, he can keep shining his shoes. Send out the pig, says MJF. So they show Wardlow being escorted uh, Goldberg style into the arena by security while being handcuffed. Fans are chanting Wardlow, Wardlow. And uh, MJF and Sean Spears are waiting in the ring. So uh, Shivani said Wardlow only needs uh, to uh, hear the chants from the fans to really get through this segment. MJF spits in um, somebody's face as soon as he entered the ring. Uh, Excalibur says he's trying to bait him into a fight. MJF trying to bait Wardlow into a fight, and he began whipping. Did MJF? MJF spit in Wardlow's face. Did he spit in Wardlow's face? Yeah, MJF spit in Wardlow's face. Okay. So he spit in Wardlow's face. He he started to whip him. Wardlow did not flinch, and he started smiling and laughing. He no sold the second whipping, and he's just standing there taking it like a beast. MJF was not happy at this, of course. MJF wound up and started whipping him over and over and over again, wasting his whips. It was about five or six, seven whips now, and he got so frustrated that Wardlow wasn't flinching, Jesse, that he almost expended all of his whips here. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, man. This guy, when he comes out, I dare you, you or anyone in this chat, when MJF comes out to a live crowd, does Anyone in this in this business anywhere get a more reactive heel reaction than him? No. Anywhere. No. Anyone. No one. He is literally the top heel in this business. The first note of his theme music is received with fucking chorus of booze. People and, and this and this is the difference, guys, in go away heat. And natural heel heat. When he comes out, everyone sitting down gets up on their fucking feet and boos to the top of their lungs. Nobody stands up and give them and, and give these guys a standing ovation, whether it's boo or cheer, if they don't fucking care about you. They'll sit there and say, oh, fuck this, dude, and just start playing on their fucking phone. They love it when this guy comes out. They can't wait. People pay money to go boo him. That's a heel. 
Bro, I, I pay attention to the ratings. I, I look at the ratings. I look at the breakdowns of ratings. I'm not a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy on my own on my own channel, but I, I'm not really a numbers guy when, when I look at the ratings. But I'm always curious to see uh, who the top segment is on Dynamite. You know, last week we had a, a, a supposed dream match between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. It, it wasn't the highest rated segment or anything on Dynamite last week. You know what the highest rated segment was and who was in the highest rated segment last week? It was MJF. MJF. Easy. And I, I said as soon as it happened, that was the best non-wrestling segment of the year for me right there. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, this may be up there, too. And MJF yeah. usually is in discussion for the best non-wrestling segment of the entire year because everything that comes out of his mouth is just pure fucking gold. It's just He sets the standard of what a heel is, dude. I mean, he is, he is so fucking good. He is so good. I enjoy booing him. You know, it, it, it is, it is, it's, just, it's so underrated. So when he comes out and talks about wanting more money and being frustrated, and I get it, you know, a lot of people don't get it, you know, and they like, oh, you signed a deal, live, you know, live it, live through it, you know. I get it. Why? Because guys like Jeff Hardy are coming in and making more money than him when when MJF is the better draw. Yeah. And in, in in his eyes, it's just not fair, and it's not fair, but. A deal is a deal. And MJF has said himself, he doesn't want more money on his deal. He signed this deal. He just wants a new deal. Yeah. So I get it. And he's worth every fucking penny of it, man. He would have to ask for a ridiculous amount of money for it, for it to not be worth it. In anything else, it's just fucking worth it. You just got to pay him, man. Yeah. And, and even if he asks for a ridiculous amount of money, if I'm Tony Khan, if I have that money, I'm giving him whatever he wants because... Honestly, in my in my in my personal opinion, and you guys know I would not bullshit uh, any of you. I, I never do. If if MJF left AEW, it is a crippling blow for AEW. Yes. You, you thought you people thought Cody Rhodes leaving AEW was a fucking uh, turncoat move, or it was a, a it was a, a big move. Oh my goodness, MJF going to WWE, leaving AEW is one of the worst fucking possible scenarios that could ever happen for Tony Khan. You cannot have that happen. I cannot have I would that. rather I would rather lose Kenny Omega than lose MJF. Um well probably lost me there. I would say they would it would they would both be equally as bad. Um I couldn't see one over the other. I could see Kenny leaving being just as as as, as painful. But I would put them two peas in the pot. Yeah. I mean you, you do not want to lose these two guys. I mean I would say I could lose the Bucks before I could lose Kenny or MJF. Yeah, I, I mean can, the yeah, Bucks I and the Bucks are very instrumental to the company, so yeah. it'd be a huge loss. But even that being said, you don't want to lose Kenny or MJF. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, clearly you don't want to lose. Uh, you don't. You don't want to lose Kenny Omega, and I don't see any any more EVPs yeah. here currently going to WWE. But I'm just yeah. using it as an example because of how valuable he really is. And yeah, uh, yeah, I think, okay. I think everybody's yeah. on the same page there. Yes, absolutely. But um. The no selling of Wardlow here, all of these whips, was fucking great. It was uh, such a nice added touch. It just, uh, you know, cre continues to create the uh, the attraction there of, of Wardlow, and it continues to just raise his stock and this character that he's uh, built uh, for the for himself. And this entire storyline is just so great. So the no selling of these of these whips was great. So you know, MJF was rapid firing these whips. He was expanding all these whips. Um, and obviously, Wardlow, you, you saw the red markings on his back, so you know this shit was hurting. You, yeah. you know he was in a lot of pain. So MJF eventually handed the belt to Spears, and Spears whipped him. 
Still no selling. And Wardlow finally winced when Spears hit the next to last whip. Hit him right in the shoulder blade, right across the fucking neck on his chest. It looked brutal. I was expecting the final one or a couple of them at least to go across the chest. Because I know uh, I know uh, Cody got a couple of those across the chest when MJF did it last time. But MJF, the the last one, Jesse, and this is I, I expected how this was all going to play out anyway before we got here. MJF on the final whip. He doesn't give him the final whip. He gives a fucking low blow, kick right between the legs. MJF then chokes out Wardlow with the belt. His face is turning all red. And MJF delivered a running punch with a dynamite diamond ring. And uh, that was pretty much it. Spears lifted a limp Wardlow onto his shoulders, slammed him down. Uh, MJF counted a mock pinfall with Sean Spears unofficially pinning uh, Mr. Wardlow here. And MJF then trash talked Wardlow and said he will not make it to the pay-per-view. Just, just great. I mean, it was so simple. Yes, it was a rehash. Yes, it was kind yes. of a rehash of what he did with Cody. It wasn't the same thing. It plays into their storyline great. It fit right in there with whatever they have done previously in the story leading up to this. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are going to hang on the, oh, my God, they did this already. But it fit. It worked. It was great. I have no complaints. Yeah, you know what I'm doing? If um, when we get to next week, MJF violated the rules of this segment. You're supposed to give him 10 lashes. Yeah. So by gave him like 15, though. Yeah, exactly. And then a low blow. But then you want the stip that, you know, he can't touch you and everything else. I would say, you know, switch it up or something like that for next week. Well, since you violated the rules of this interaction, then, you know, I don't, I don't have to honor the agreement of our deal in, in regards to me not being able to lay my hands on you. So this week you're ass out unless you do what I say. And then it gives Wardlow a chance to throw a step back at MJF before they, I still don't want them to touch each other before they get to the match, but it gives a won't. different dynamic. Hmm? They won't touch. No, no, they won't. They won't. But I would, I would, I would give, I would give Warlow an upper hand for a week. So now Warlow, say Warlow gets to pick an opponent for MJF and give him somebody that would, you know, get throw him through a flux or something like that. Just, just play off of because you, you keep throwing all these rules at Warlow. He's got to be handcuffed. He doesn't get ring interest. He can't do this. You can't do this. But then you fuck him over in the rules of this segment. So Warlow should get some kind of payback, a little bit of payback in next week's show. But that would be kind of cool. That's just me fantasy booking though. And we'll see what happens. I mean, um, I don't think they really need to deviate away from what they've do- what they're doing and what they've done. Um, I think uh, the whole the whole thing about this is, you know, Wardlow is going to go into this after being be you know berated by by MJF, and it, it's just about that power bomb, and it's all built around that power bomb, that power bomb symphony. When that comes, that's the ultimate payoff right there, and that's going to be it. And MJF, you know, the question is Jesse, and I want to pose this to you. Uh, is it going to hurt MJF standing in what we kind of are hoping for him uh, if he loses to Wardlow? I mean, he he lost to Punk in the dog collar match. He's going to lose to Wardlow here. That makes two major pay-per-views. He's taking back-to-back L's. Is it going to yeah. hurt his stock a little bit for what we want to to have happen here with MJF in the World Championship? Or, or is he so bulletproof right now and so over that it really doesn't even fucking matter? MJF lost to Captain Sean Dean twice. Does I mean, the captain, like bro, he's fu- he's fucking, he's brutal, yeah. man. He's intimidating. <laughs> does, it, does it feel like MJF's stock has dropped since then? No. Absolutely not, dude. No. And this feud was built around him losing. So he's, 
going to take his L to Wardlow and come out perfectly fucking fine. If you know, this is this is something that I just think about myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys in on my, like the fucking sick and twisted mind that I have. You know, Wardlow. You know, he is obviously bigger than he's ever been, and MJF yeah. is helping that. Without MJF here and how good MJF is, Wardlow isn't where he is right now, and vice versa. They're playing off each other so incredibly well. And the thing is, Jesse, if Wardlow was if if MJF rather was so unhappy and he was so unhappy in AEW. I honestly, I honestly genuinely believe MJF is getting a fucking kick and enjoying everything about this to put Wardlow over. And, and if that bothered him, then, you know, I, I could see him leaving and, oh, fuck this shit, I'm going to go do what I got to do. But I honestly think MJF is a part of uh, building a better, uh, a better AEW. And I think he's enjoying every fucking second of this shit. If he didn't, you know, then that's a different story. This feud with Wardlow is raising MJF's stock. Yes. And, and 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 when it comes to contract negotiations, because it's not just about how over you are, it's about the overall value you've brought to the company. And right now, Wardlow's on the path to become one of the top baby faces in the entire company. And that's all because of of MJF putting them over. Yeah. Only Wardlow would not be in the in the babyface position he's in right now. If not for MJF, and that and that's that's not even debatable. Yeah. So when it's time for contract talks, you know, not only am I this, this is this, but I got this person over. He's also doing a little something for Sean Spears. I mean, Sean Spears is not breaking down any like you know mid card doors, nothing like that. But he has a solid role on television. You know, he 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 is the he he's the the heavy of MJF. He's got a solid role. He's playing it well, and eventually. Even even guys like fucking Spears can eventually do something to branch off from working with MJF. So MJF is making others look good, yeah. which is something that every promoter wants to see. They don't want to see one person getting over and no one else. We want to see, we want to see you helping the talent spread. Jericho get Sammy Guevara over, and Sammy fucked that up on his own, you know. But if you help others get over, no, your value—he may block you, bro. <laughs> wouldn't be the first you know it's it's not about you getting yourself over it's look every time i put this guy in a match with in a few with someone the person coming out of it looks better i need this guy on my fucking roster yeah so and that's what mj anybody in the ring with mjf is getting cheered bro yeah anybody I, I, it's again it just goes uh to show you and it's a testament to how good he really is so we could sit here and talk about mjf and uh fucking uh praise him to the high heavens all, all stream long but you guys know that already. We want we don't want to bore you. It's going to be a great thing to see at Double or Nothing for sure. Um, Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero cut a promo backstage. Beretta said Rapongi Vice is back together full time. Romero said that they're going after the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, and that's something that has eluded them. He said the IWGP Tag Team Titles come next, and then the AEW Tag Team Titles. So. Jesse, they're starting with FTR. When do you think we see this match? Trent and Rocky Romero versus FTR for the ROH tag team titles. Is this something that we could see at double or nothing? Is this uh, no. something that we could see on a, a Dynamite or maybe a, 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 a Battle of the Belts or something like that coming up? I don't I don't know, but uh, apparently we're getting FTR and Rapongi Vice in the near future. Yeah, I, I wouldn't see it at double or nothing. That's way too short. Um Maybe AEW television. I mean, it does seem more like a television feud rather than a pay-per-view feud. Yeah. 
to be honest, man. And and just put some bill behind it, and it'd be kind of cool. I, I, I want to see it. Sure. Yeah, it could be good. I mean, anything FTR has done lately so uh, has been good. So it doesn't really matter to me. Just get them somewhere. Get them on TV. That's all I care about. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. This was an Owen Hart Cup first round match, and uh, I was looking forward to this because it's definitely two clashes of styles here. Obviously, got Kyle O'Reilly more submission specialist, and then. Ray Phoenix, the fucking psychopath that he is, uh, absolutely great match, man. Holy shit. This was a great match. This was a barn burner, as I would usually say. And they went back and forth right from the top. Neither guy could really get any sort of advantage over the other guy. And a kick sent O'Reilly by Phoenix out to the floor. This allowed Phoenix to take him out with a huge flip dive over the top. Followed up with a frog splash attempt, but O'Reilly reversed it into a triangle and then a cross arm breaker, forcing Phoenix to roll through the ropes to break the hold. So O'Reilly drove Phoenix's arm into the ring post. This was the target for him through a commercial break. We come back. Phoenix is firing up with some chops. Uh, then a hook kick. Uh, all of a sudden, his arm gave, uh, gave out. Phoenix recovered and hit a springboard thrust kick and then modified powerbomb for a near fall two count. Phoenix then hit a rolling Hurricanrana. For a two counts, O'Reilly turned the Escalera into some butterfly suplexes. Phoenix rushed O'Reilly into the corner, and he laid in some strikes. Another springboard thrust kick. This was followed up by a half and half suplex. Then both men started trading some big moves back and forth. Huge chops. That led to a double down for both guys. O'Reilly, he went for a wrist lock. They traded some strikes. Phoenix hit a beautiful rope run, her and Karana out to the floor. It was that definitely a holy shit moment. He went for a rolling cutter. O'Reilly turns it into a cross arm breaker. O'Reilly freed Phoenix's arm, and that was enough for the submission because the cross arm breaker was it. He let go of the hole. I'm like, holy shit, he tapped out. I didn't even initially see the tap out at first. And all of a sudden, the bell rings, and O'Reilly's declared the winner. And Jesse, yeah. I was actually shocked by the outcome. I thought we were definitely getting Ray Phoenix here. I know you talked about maybe we get Cole versus O'Reilly in the final. I know you texted me back saying that you were even surprised by this. I didn't even yeah. think the fucking match was over when the, when the submission move was applied. And then he let it go. I'm like, is that it? I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of selling going on for, from um, Phoenix. And yeah, and it kind of cut right to it, you know. Good for Kyle, man. That's a big win for him. It is a big win. You know, I know a lot of people did not enjoy his singles run in NXT because they gave him no charisma. They kind of abandoned the Undisputed Era uh, version of Kyle O'Reilly, and he was really nothing without Bobby Fish and Roddy and, and Adam Cole. They just kind of left him, and they all left him, except for Roddy was there, but um, they all eventually left him. Fish got fired. Cole walked away. Roddy was still there, but he wasn't really doing much of anything. They didn't really do anything with O'Reilly. And this version of O'Reilly is is the O'Reilly that we should have gotten on, on NXT. But with the whole change, you know, all that shit just went right out the window. I, he, he always looks good in the ring. And he's such a great seller. And this style against Phoenix was great. He grounded Phoenix. The submission style took Phoenix out. And a match against Samoa Joe, man, that's, that, that's a, a very interesting match going into next week. Those two guys got very similar styles, but obviously one is a lot larger than the other, so it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, those yeah those guys O'Reilly and Fish they they just need to be together because wouldn't have said even even with them not in a in a match together they need to be on the same show together for the the gimmicks to 
just to kind of vibe and flow and make sense. Because when we had when we had Fish by himself, it just wasn't working. No, it just wasn't working. And as soon as we got Kyle in and put them together, it all made sense. Now, it, I mean, now it all flows. So I'm ha- I'm happy Red Dragon is back together. Yeah, this is going to be a great match. I'm very much looking forward to Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly next yeah. week. You know, I would like to see Samoa Joe win, but like we talked about before, I, I think a Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole match is very intriguing. And I don't think we really got that in NXT, if I'm not mistaken. But with Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal, it's very difficult to envision Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal not being on the Double or Nothing card after they put so much effort into Satnam Singh and getting the storyline to kind of bleed over from Ring of Honor onto AEW Dynamite. It's going to be a little, a little, uh, a little toss up. I would much rather see Joe and Adam Cole in the finals. I don't really care either way, but I think I prefer Joe or, or, you know, in the finals against Adam Cole over O'Reilly. But then what, what does the rest of Red Dragon, do? what does Red Dragon do at the pay-per-view? You know, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to get O'Reilly at the pay-per-view against Cole, and then Samojo's going to get his match with Jay Lethal. They both get on the pay-per-view. You can't leave one off the show. It's, yeah. it's a toss-up. I don't know what Tony Khan's planning to do, but I'd much rather see Samojo there. Yeah, interesting. I, I, let's see where they go on with this, yeah. man. I, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, so great match. Yeah. Uh, I would urge you guys to go out and watch uh, this one and the Takeshita versus uh, Adam Page match. Two great matches on tonight's Dynamite, man. Very, very good wrestling tonight on Wednesday night. Chris Jericho and William Regal, they had a confrontation for the ages here. And Brian Danielson, he comes out to his music. Then William Regal followed behind. John Moxley made his entrance. Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, they all came out. Then the Jericho Appreciation Society walked out to Judas. Jesse, you, you, you texted me saying that, um, you know, ever since he's gone heel, he's had the same theme music. He should have dumped this Judas theme song as soon as he went heel because it's very much a babyface theme. But, you know, it was actually raised as far as the questioning is concerned. I don't know if it was Chris Jericho who was asked the question and answered or if it was Tony Khan who was asked the question in regards to Chris Jericho's theme music. But the commonality here is Jericho and Tony Khan, they've kind of come to a, uh, uh, I guess, uh, an agreement with each other that Judas is very important to the AEW fans, and that's why they didn't change the theme music. That's that, To me, that's all the more reason to get rid of it, because it's that important. <laughs> to, I'm serious, man. I mean, look, we all know Jericho's not going to be healed forever. No. He's going to go back to babyface. And when he goes back to babyface and he comes back out for the first time as babyface and that and that Judas fucking hits, listen, think about that pop. You know, change it for right now. You don't want the fans cheering him anymore. You don't want them cheering his crew. Take the song from them. Don't just subtly, you know, have it go away. Take it from them. I'm Maybe, taking my you, song from you fans because you fans don't fucking you deserve know, you it. You know what it is? You know, Judas, I don't think Judas is their best song. You know, Judas is their most popular song. Right. I don't think Judas is their best song. If I was to pick a, a if I was to pick a Fozzie song that I that I actually like better than Judas or or any other Fozzie song to, in general, you got to go back to their first album. Their first album was a bunch of cover songs, and they had f- their first four originals on their first album. And my favorite Fozzie song is "Crucify Yourself." I think I think that's their best song, and I think Rich Ward, their guitar player, is fucking fantastic because he used to guitar for a rap metal band called Stuck Mojo, and I thought they were great, too. Regardless of that, I'm not here to talk about music. The, yeah, point, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is, Jesse, you know, Edge went heel. And Edge, we know, Edge has Metalingus by Alterbridge. 
Edge goes heel, and the first thing that he does on the first night he's heel is change his theme music to another Alter Bridge song, a much darker Alter Bridge song. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, one that fits his, his current heel gimmick, and it's called The Other Side, and it's one of Alter Bridge's most darkest songs. It's about, you know, you know heaven and hell and, and the, the light and the dark and all that other shit and people doing bad and what you get for doing bad, you get sent down to hell. Regardless of that, it, it works. That's what Jericho should have did. He should have found something in his catalog yeah. that was dark that fit his current heel gimmick. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you hit it on the head right there. I mean, so if Judas is not his best song, it's just his most popular song, all the more reason to change his theme for a little bit. Yeah. Grab a darker song, something that's better than Judas that the fans don't know about because they didn't listen to the album like me, and play that one. And then say, oh, wow, I was, you know, digging Judas, but this one is nice too. Yeah. You know, and let that one go for a few weeks, a couple of months at a time. And then whenever he turns back, dude, think about that fucking pop when Judas comes back. You know, it's not going away forever. No, and, and listen, I'm I'm not here to tell Jericho of all fucking people what to do. I'm just giving I'm just giving my fans perspective. You know, Jericho's going to do what he wants to do, and usually, uh, he, every time everything that he does is uh, is just great. You know, so I'm not going to sit here and tell Jericho how to do his job. But yeah, I mean, I'm just making a correlation between Adam Copeland and Chris Jericho here, and the similarities of them going heel and one, you know, really being very scientific in his approach, I'm going to change my theme. It's the little things that really kind of enhance the heel character. Yeah. Jericho, I mean, Jericho's being a slimy, snivelly fucking prick heel. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter to me. No, no, it doesn't. But I, w- I, w- I would love to see, I guess it would be the frosting on the cake. Because, I, I yeah. mean, the run is the run is fine. As long as, as long as the heel run is doing great, it's fine, it's entertaining. I mean, that's that's all that really matters, I guess. But this is just icing on the cake for me. I would take the theme song away from the the same way Champa did. He, just, he took his fucking theme song away from the fan. You don't get to sing my damn song. Yeah, oh, that was great. Don't get me started on that. Man, that was so good. Uh, anyway, uh, Jericho talked about the heinous attack orchestrated by Regal. He called him an old friend, and Jericho said it's nice to see Regal because he thought he'd be dead by now. <laughs> Uh, Jericho was on fire tonight. Uh, he said, it's amazing that Regal still has a brain that works after all the abuse he put himself through. He said, Regal could have been one of the greatest of all time like him. Instead, you ended up nothing more than a world-class addict. He then says he's been fired from every company he's ever worked for until you weaseled your way into AEW on the coattails of your protégés. He says he's got Santana and Ortiz there who are too stupid to realize everything that they've ever gotten AEW was because of Chris Jericho. Then he brought up Eddie Kingston. Fans love Eddie. They were chanting his name. Jericho says he was too stupid not to stay at home and take care of his family after he burned his face. He then told Eddie Kingston that his wife should give him a call if she needs any pointers. He then said Danielson might be the greatest pro wrestler in the world today, yet is nothing more than a squeaky clean geek. He used the term nerd. I like the word geek better. He said he never had a drink or did a drug in his life. He said if he sticks with that group, he'll have to join the program along with John Moxley. So uh, fans were like, oh, my goodness, with that one. I'm like, come on, man. It's Chris Jericho. He's going to try and get the heel heat from the fans. He's doing his job. So Jericho said Regal and Moxley, holy shit, they are birds of a feather, aren't they? He told Regal to stay away from them because otherwise... He'll throw a fireball in their face because he, Jesse, is a wizard. He is a wizard. You know, we got Becky playing Gollum on Monday Night Raw, and we got Jericho, who is fucking 
Gandalf the White. So uh, I, I much rather prefer this version of fucking Lord of the Rings here on AEW Dynamite. So uh, he said, maybe, Regal, I'll piss in your tea again. Again. <laughs> so Regal, you know, obviously he was not going to sit there and uh, take this, uh, this verbal abuse by Jericho. He said it was 1997, and he first met Jericho, and he had to listen to his whiny, vile trap ever since then. He said the only thing that would make him sicker to his stomach would be the screams of a burning orphanage. So uh, that, re- that line didn't really do anything for me. I, I, he didn't really get any reaction from that line, but he said it anyway. Regal says he might be right about aspects of his past, but in the last 21 years, one thing has kept him going, and that is for every single time he was on a show with him, and that was hundreds of times, when I wasn't wrestling you, whenever you were in the ring, I would go to your locker room, I would open up your bag, and I would take out your toiletry bag, and I would unzip it very gently, and I would take out your toothbrush and stick it right up my bottom, he says. So, Dan, Let me Dan, pause there for a second. Sure. So, I'm trying to envision someone walking into a locker room and witnessing William Regal sticking a toothbrush up his ass. William Regal is sticking a toothbrush up his ass. Yes. Okay. Yes. Proceed. Do you uh, do you not believe him that he did that? Because no, I very I, much do believe him. Yeah, that's the problem. I I don't not believe it. I mean, I. <laughs> oh man, the shit that used to happen back in the fucking nineties, early two thousand. Can you can you imagine this shit happening now? It's probably a shoot. Can you imagine someone going into Roman Reigns' bag, bro, and opening up his toiletry bag and putting Roman Reigns' toothbrush up their fucking asshole? Seriously. It's probably a legit shoot. It, it, yes. I mean, well, what we I'm, got was a legit shoot here, folks. This is real. Uh, no doubt get about into it. A, you need to get into Mark Henry's uh, Subway meatball sandwiches, yes. man? Yes. Okay. Daniel Garcia said, oh, my God, how could you ever do that to somebody? Regal said, well, actually, Flower, I did it to you just last week. He did the same thing to Daniel Garcia last week. Now, that I don't believe, but I do believe he did it to Jericho. So Jericho says he knows what Regal wants. He said they want to fight. He said, it just so happens that at Double or Nothing, they invented the stadium stampede. And let's do a stadium. And then John Moxley says, no, 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 come on, man. No, 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 no. I ain't doing that shit. He says, they're not getting sucked into his little sports entertainment vortex. He said, that was a different time and place. He said, this situation calls for them getting their asses kicked live in color in front of an arena full of screaming fans. He said, at Double or Nothing, It'll be those five against us, gang rules. Anything goes, glorious, violent madness in Las Vegas until you are bleeding like stuffed pigs. Call it pro wrestling versus sports entertainment, the sport we love against a bunch of stupid bullshits. So if everybody's saying Moxie's going back there after his contract is over, uh-uh. Uh, nah. he's not going anywhere. Jericho said if they want anarchy, they got it. He says they are a well-oiled machine. So the last time Moxie and Santana were in the ring together, they tried to poke each other's eyes out. So they brought it back to the uh, eye for an eye match that they had. And I like that callback, knowing that it's Jericho. I'm not surprised that that was brought up. Matt said Danielson called Kingston lazy. Matt said Kingston called Brian a judgmental prick. Eddie shrugged and said, yeah, he is. And then Brian was like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Who gives a shit what people call me? Kingston says he doesn't want to wait till the pay-per-view. Get out here and let's fight. So, obviously, Jericho retreated. He did not go to the ring. 
Uh, Danielson blocked Kingston from going after them. They shoved each other. Regal got in between them, and we got a little uh, little back and forth here between Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson before the segment went off the air. Now, Jesse, uh, I do think that it ran a little bit long. I do think that this probably ran a little bit long and kind of cut time from the main event, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But besides that, I thought this was a fantastic segment. It set up everything nicely. It's always great to hear Jericho cut a promo, uh, especially with Regal there. And then Blackpool Combat Club has been such uh, a great act on AEW Dynamite. Are we getting a standard five-on-five tornado or are we getting a blood and guts match that Tony Khan has not yet announced yet? And do we get it at the pay-per-view? Because if we get it at the pay-per-view, it may seem like, and I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and say that I don't want to see it. I don't want to make it sound like I don't want to see it, but with the way this card is shaping up, Jesse, would it be overkill to have a fucking blood and guts match at double or nothing? Nope. Bring it on. (laughs) Bring it on, dude. I mean, load up the goddamn card. This, this feud has been built up long enough we don't need to stretch it out any further. The, 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 it's been the perfect amount of time. It's, it's coming to a head. Eddie Kingston is pissed the fuck off. He's ready to whoop somebody's ass. Give him two weeks. Should be good to go. This should be a blood and guts match at double or nothing. I agree with you. And the only, the only reason why I say that is because the last one that we got was on Dynamite. And I, I do think that Tony Khan right now... Um, you know, he wants to make the pay-per-views as big as they possibly can be. I know those buy rates mean a lot to him. But I also know at the same time, the ratings mean a lot to him as well. And this would be a huge ratings draw, I think, on Dynamite. And that's the only reason why I say that. But I do agree. I do think it uh, it does happen at the pay-per-view. I just don't know if yeah. it's going to be a blood and guts match or if it's going to be like a, a huge 10-man tag. I would rather them not do the 10-man tag. That's very generic. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants no. to see tag in, tag out. If it's an elimination no. match, then fine. Uh, standard Survivor Series-like rules. I could I could deal with that and then maybe do blood and guts on Dynamite just to get them on the show. But doing a blood and guts match, I, I think that's a huge sell on top of what we've we've already been given for this show. Yeah, no, the, the last one was on TV, you know, because of the pandemic and yeah. the reshifting and the scheduling. Man, it's, it, we didn't we didn't get blood and guts where we where when and where we wanted it last time, but we got it. Um, this year he gets to do it, you know, at his own leisure. So I, I think it should be done at a pay per view. Yeah, and no, we I, don't want we don't we don't want Vince calling any more sponsors to complain about shit. Also, yeah. No, I, uh, I I agree with you. So hopefully that's where they're going with this, and uh, it, it should be quite the ride if it is inside Blood and Guts, a.k.a. War Games. So we got a promo to follow this by Matt Seidel and Dante Martin, and uh, Seidel says uh, something about the two teams that we just saw in the ring. They can't get along, and they're obsessed with violence, is the Blackpool Combat Club. Dante says he can see that they want to fight, so Seidel and Dante Martin are going up against the Blackpool Combat Club on Friday, which will be yet another loss for these two guys against Danielson and John Moxley. Should be fun. Yeah, no, I. It, it feels like um, this feud and this build to lead into blood and guts is done the way that everyone is complaining that um, Hell in a Cell isn't being done. It's like their their feuds are, you know, strategically and just so happen to be built around a predetermined Hell in a Cell match as opposed to a feud coming together and someone saying, okay, fuck this. You guys are doing fucking blood and guts. Yeah. You know, it, it seems a little bit more organic this way. So I'm liking it. I'm liking everything about it. Um, 
I even like the 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 sports entertainers gimmick that, that Jericho has going on that I seem to remember a lot of people should know him when Brody Lee did it when he came over. But I don't hear as much complaining right now when Jericho is doing it, but whatever. I'm enjoying this shit. I leave it to people to complain about something and then uh, then forget about it just to uh, yeah. make themselves feel relevant for the for, for the fucking first 15 minutes of their lives. Jesus it's, Christ. It's fun. Ridiculous. Man. Anyway, it's, uh, mo- mo- moving, on, moving on here. We got another Owen Hart Cup, quali- uh, not qualifier, quarterfinal match between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Maki Ito is the female Joker in the tournament. This was, uh, this was rumored. This was rumored. Maki Ito did uh, post something on Twitter saying that her next match would take place in the United States, which then led everybody to kind of insinuate that maybe she is indeed the Joker. I know there were other women out there that could have potentially been the Joker. Uh, I know a lot of people like Jesse and I have been clamoring to see Athena Palmer, a.k.a. Ember Moon, be the Joker. That was not the case. Uh, Athena actually went live on Twitch around 5 p.m. I know she's from Texas. She probably could have made uh, the flight, the quick flight there if she wanted to after streaming, but uh, that did not happen. She is not the Joker. Candice LeRae was another one. Uh, Taya Valkyrie, after we saw Johnny Morrison debut earlier in the evening, that was another name being brought to the table. Tegan Ty- Knox is Ty- out there. Taya would have been awesome. Taya would have been awesome since we get Johnny Elite. Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox was another one out there, uh, but yeah. it ended up being... Uh, a letdown for me, anyway. Uh, I don't know if Jesse is being sarcastic or not. I would assume he, right. he thought it was a letdown as well. I know a couple of people that I don't personally saw, thought it was a letdown. But uh, Maki Ito, Jesse, is the joker. Really wasn't what I was expecting. But to get Britt Baker into the next round, I guess it's all right because Britt Baker was not going to lose to somebody or anybody in that matter uh, on her way to Tony Storm. Well, all kidding aside... We all know that Maki Ito is one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet. I don't understand why you were not excited for this, bro. Oh, my God. This was awesome. Yes, because uh, I I absolutely love her singing voice, man. My God, I can't wait till she puts out the full-fledged album, bro. Holy (sighs) shit, I can't wait. I can't wait to sit in the Mustang on a beautiful fucking... Uh, summer day, man, with the windows down, and I'm going to fucking uh, the local stop and shop over here, and I bless Maki fucking Ito on the goddamn stereo. So great. Holy I saw shit. It. <laughs> She's singing along. I'm like, oh, my God. I put out a tweet. I said, Jesus Christ, Why? And people knew exactly what I was talking about, and I got like over a hundred comments in about five minutes. You guys, because everybody knows that you hate, man. Everybody knows you hate Joshi's. Jesus Christ! I gotta, I gotta take it easy, man. It's Pacific Asian uh, Islander Month or whatever the fuck it is on uh, it is TNT, man. Jesus Christ! And you've been slamming Joshi's. What the hell? No, I, 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 I kind of, I didn't, I didn't like necessarily pop for the Johnny Elite announcement. You know, but seeing it and when he came out, I was like, all right, that's cool. You know, you know, I got no problem. And this is a nice little, you know, surprise spot for him. You know, I like it. And Maki Ito came out. I was like, I don't get this one, but it's going to piss JD off. I know that much. Maki Ito plays Twitter, uh, plays up Twitter better than she is uh, a professional wrestler. I mean, come on. Come on. Whatever Whatever the case may be. Britt Baker wins the match. Uh Maki Ito and Britt Baker hugged at the beginning of the match. Then Ito 
uh, tried to do a uh, a Kevin Nash on on Britt Baker and laid down for Britt Baker, but uh, <laughs> Baker cradled her for two, or she cradled Baker for two rather. Uh, Baker was like, "What the fuck?" And uh, Baker hit a forearm. Ito, uh, Ito started crying. She then stomped Baker's foot and then gave her a middle finger. Ico, uh, Ico, Ito, Maki Ito missed a uh, cradle on Baker, and uh, Baker transitioned into a lockjaw attempt. Uh, Baker came back with a sling blade for two. We go to commercial break. So Ito started uh, a comeback here with a suplex. Baker drove her into the corner and pulled out the glove, uh, but Maki Ito fired up and hit a headbutt from a tornado DDT or and a tornado DDT uh, for a two count. Baker avoided a uh, move uh, that Maki Ito was planning to do, and Ito adjusted from uh, whatever she was trying to do and landed uh, for a two count. Uh, Baker came back with a thrust kick, flipped off the camera, applied the lockjaw for the tap-out victory, and that was pretty much it. You could see my notes. They were all over the place. I don't even know what the fuck happened in the match. Uh, I, whatever. <laughs> you know, tap-out victory, lockjaw, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck she's doing over there. And uh, Tony Storm, thank God. Thank God Tony Storm came out to fucking bless us with beauty here, man. Holy shit. Tony Storm comes out looking fantastic. Even Jim Ross said, whoa, Tony Storm looks fucking great tonight. And she's over there smiling. And we get a Britt Baker match uh, against Tony Storm, man. Looking forward to it. All right. As much as I would love to um, sit here and question your motivation as far as Seeing Tony Storm tonight. Um, I just got word from the chat, and I just went and verified. Uh, Brian Danielson is looking at an injury. How? Doing the, the, doing the rampage uh, tapings tonight. Oh boy, nobody I'll knows how bad you, it is though. I'll see. Looks like they're working on a left ankle. Uh oh. Looks like they're working on a left ankle or knee. I'm gonna send you what I got right now. Uh-oh. Sent by rings uh wrestlingnews.co. Um this was to my phone. Just yes. to your phone, yeah. You'll have it in a second here. It looks I like it. yeah, look like working on a knee or an ankle. Uh l- 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 let's let's see what's going on here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got um news that's Brian Danielson injured during AW Rampage taping. Oh boy. Um Brian Danielson appears to have suffered an injury during the AW Rampage tapings. After Danielson and Moxley had a match with Seidel and Dante Martin, there was a post-match angle with Jericho and the Appreciation Society, and that led to a brawl. At some point during the brawl, Danielson's leg got caught in between the ring and the rampway. According to those in attendance, Danielson was struck for, uh, stuck for, for several minutes, and medical personnel and officials ran out to help him. Part of the ramp had to be taken apart to get his leg out. Oh, fuck. So while there was no confirmation one way or the other, fans at the arena were under the impression that this was not a work and he was legitimately hurt. Another fan noted that it looked like it was his calf shin that was trapped, which would be extremely painful. Uh. So, I mean, listen, I mean, this is nothing but words on a, on a website right now. We, we don't know until we get official word, and I'm sure Tony Khan would not keep that information from us if that is the case because this is a major situation and you don't want him off of TV. And yeah. this this match is definitely in jeopardy, if that's the case. Yeah, that's a fucking problem, man. I don't know how that, the fuck that happened. We'd have to watch Rampage to see how the fuck that happened. Uh, if, they don't, if they don't edit that out of the show. 
Yeah, I'm looking at the footage that a fan took that um wrestling uh wrestling new CO posted. And yeah, it get it got wedged pretty good between that fucking that ramp. Fuck. And the ring. Oh, that looks fucking terrible, man. Let me send you this tweet. That uh, looks fucking terrible, man. God damn it. God uh, damn it. I'll look at that. I'll look at that after uh, the show is over. But that, that, that's uh, breaking news here, folks. Uh, Brian Danielson is uh, potentially injured from the match that he had tonight with Moxley against Dante Martin and Matt Seidel on Rampage. And Jesse is sending yeah. me the... Uh, let me yeah, see this tweet here. If it plays on my phone, just, uh, oh, just give me a fuck. second, guys. Um, oh, he's. Yeah, I don't. Uh... God damn it. That doesn't look good at all, guys. Oh, Not boy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's in there. Yeah, that is in there, pretty bad. Oh shit! All right, listen, man, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep the show rolling. Uh, again, guys, if you're just joining, Brian Danielson injured potentially. We don't know how severe at the rampage taping. Got his foot caught in between the the ring and the ramp. There was a open uh, area of the ramp. It wasn't flush against the ring. Uh, if AEW has a problem here with Brian. Uh, they may have to rethink their strategy with these fucking ramps at these shows in these uh, in these arenas that they go that call for this type of setup. Um, if this was a normal ramp uh, rampage dynamite setup, this would not have been an issue. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that might that might cause um that might cause change going forward. Like when um like when um one of the uh, one of the FTR guys fucked up their arm on that on that, uh, yeah. that hook. Yeah, the they put they put the the rubberized uh, padding there on uh, on the bar that connects the post to the uh, the turnbuckle. It was Cash Cash Wheeler tore his yeah. fucking flesh off. It's a safety fucking issue, man. Yep. Anyway, yeah. guys, we'll keep you updated on that. Brian Danielson potentially injured at uh, at the rampage taping tonight. Uh, moving on, we got Tony Schiavone in the in the middle of the ring, and he is hyping up Dynamite next week. It is their three year anniversary. He was interrupted, Jesse, by Serena Deeb. Yes. Comes out and she cuts a promo and she said she's so sick of hearing him talk. She took issue with what he said about her last week. She said after all his years in this business, in one short interview, he made himself a complete idiot because Shivani said that he predicted Thunder Rosa to beat Serena Deeb at the pay-per-view for the Women's Championship. So fans are booing and she's getting some decent heel heat here. She told Dustin... Dustin, I know you're in the back. Dustin Rhodes, that is. I know you're in the back. So come on out here, too, because you had some dumb things to say as well about me. So Dustin Rhodes comes out, and fans are chanting Dustin. Dustin Deeb says that they would, of course, cheer Dustin because all of their sports teams are failures, just like he (laughs) is a failure. She then kind of ripped into Dustin here. She said... She had to pay dues to make wrestling a good place for women today. She said that she had to put in breast implants in that prior era just to satisfy the old perverts. Ooh. She got booed. She got I don't know if she got booed there, but um, you know, that was a 
obviously a dig at WWE. I didn't know that. That was obviously a dig at Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and whoever the fuck was over there at the time. Uh, She said she shaved her head just to show how badly she wanted it, and she still got no respect. She asked him to tell her face-to-face why did he say that she could not beat Thunder Rosa. She held up the mic to him. Dustin didn't say anything. She said that he doesn't have the balls to answer. Deeb said that when she beats Rosa, he will finally respect her. She slapped Dustin in the face. Rosa charged to the ring. Dustin held her back. Uh, Thunder then. I I don't know what had happened here. I, I don't really know what happened. This looked a little silly if you ask me. I don't know if this was supposed to be intended or if this was an act. I don't know. It just did not come off good to me. Thunder, it looked like she elbowed Dustin inadvertently. As she turned to check on him, Deeb hit her with the championship belt that she dropped, and the segment was over. Now, I don't know what had happened there. I don't know if that was planned the way it was tonight or if it was something that was an accident and they just did it on the fly, but it did not look, uh, it did not look good, Jesse, that, that, that last segment. Well, okay, so I see where they were going with it. Yeah. I mean, and I was happy, happy-go-lucky that we got the Serena Deeb that we got tonight. She was motivated, focused, and pissed off. That's that's what we needed for this for this feud. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got one we got one part of that. We we got right. we got Serena Deeb doing exactly what we talked about the last two weeks. So I don't know if anybody in AEW is listening to us, but we got one half of what we need for this women's feud. Do I think this women's feud is getting ample amount of time that I think it deserves? No. I think the women's championship right now is taking a huge backseat to everything else on Double or Nothing, and I just get a feeling that we're headed towards the same way that we got with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa at Revolution, and I'm not really really invested in this match. Well, so... Uh, I so love the get, women here. I'm not invested right. in what they're selling here. Right. So we got um so we got Deeb coming out. She got a fire lit on her this time. That's the Deeb that I want to see. And then she calls out Dustin. Okay, Dustin comes out. And then Thunder Rosa comes out after they have their back and forth. And all of a sudden, Dustin is now holding Thunder Rosa back. For some reason, Dustin does not want Thunder Rosa to get her hands on Deep, which that part made no sense. Um, and then to get into into the elbow, okay, that part didn't make any sense to me because we've seen Dustin get into some knockdown, drag out, bloody fucking wars and keep going. And he took an elbow from Thunder Rosa and he's a damsel in distress, looks like. Yeah. You know, and then Thunder Rosa stops worrying about Deeb and wants to go check on the veteran who took a elbow. That's the part where it kind of didn't click anymore. Thunder Rosa came out house on fucking fire. And I'm sure Dustin wanted to slap the shit out of Deeb for what she's been saying, but he's not going to do that because he's a stand up gentleman. But since Thunder Rosa's coming out pissed off, I don't see why he's not saying, hey, now you got to deal with her. He's trying to stop it. It interfered with the dynamic, and then she didn't get her hand. It, it was kind of odd. It was kind of weird. It almost felt like it would have flowed better if Thunder Rosa wasn't even there tonight. Or if she wanted to be there and she wanted to attack uh, Serena Deeb, Dustin could have held her back, and Serena Deeb could have yanked the title away from her 
and smashed Thunder Rosa in the face with it. While he was, while Dustin was holding her and, and she was on his shoulder, grabbed the title from her and smashed her in the face with it, and then Dustin get in her face. Well, here, here's Instead what of it I was, being the other way around. Here's what I was thinking. When they did what they did, this is what I would have done. If she's going to come out, call out Dustin, get in his face, she's upset, she's talking shit, great. Dustin, come out. Let Deeb get pissed and take a cheap shot at Dustin knowing that he's not going to hit a woman. And then let her take advantage of that shit and just 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 crack him. I mean, I mean, just lay him the fuck out and what or whatever. And the night can end that way. She attacked Dustin. Dustin didn't want to hit her back because he's a gentleman and Thunder Rosa isn't there. Then next week when she is there, she comes like a house on fucking fire during Deeb's next match and beats the holy hell out of her for, for putting her hands on Dustin because she's pissed off. Yeah. It would have played a little bit better for the intensity of the dynamic rather than what we got here tonight. That yes, could, and, uh, and and you 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 are giving me what I what I usually say when, when I when I do Raw or or SmackDown or, or when I talk about something on off the script. You, you know the simple simple way is better. What yeah. what you what you booked is the simple way to do it, and always you know nine times out of ten the simple way is probably better than the more convoluted way. I thought they took the more convoluted way to get to the end result yeah. tonight, and, and it, it didn't really come off as well executed as I expected no, it to be. No, Thunder Rosa had about a good. No, 50 to 60 seconds of TV time tonight. Yeah. When it would have been better served if she wasn't there at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in this particular instance, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't, it would have been better if she wasn't there at all. I mean, they could have booked it as, you know, she had a previous engagement. You know, she had something she had to do. She had some promotional things, something that she couldn't fucking be there. And so, and so D took her anger out on Dustin. And it just would have created a dynamic. You know, now she wants to fight. Uh, D wants to fight for her reasons, and now um, Thunder Rosa wants to fight for what Deep did to Dustin, and that does add a little bit more to the dynamic of just wanting to be champion. Now I'm, I have more questions than answers. I'm like you. I'm like I don't understand how that ended at all. All right. Well, well, we got one week. We got one more dynamite to go before we get to Las Vegas and double or nothing. What, what does what does Thunder Rosa say next week to combat what Serena Deep said this week? Are they going to have enough time to sell us? On something, we got a rampage where they could probably do something. We got a dynamite next week. Got rampage next week live uh, from Las Vegas. I'm assuming. What what does Dunda Rosa say next week to really get us invested here? And how does she combat what Serena Deeb did tonight? I'm not too sure, man. To be honest with you, because the, the way that it all went down tonight, I'm. I mean, come next week, I'm just wondering how much time they're gonna get. Are we gonna get another thirty seconds? We've probably got a grand total of three to four minutes of build for this for this entire match. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't know why, man. I'm. I'm not liking it. I'm. I'm really not liking it. I feel like, you know, I. I don't want to blame it on. I don't want to blame it on Thunder Rosa. I don't. I don't want to blame it on. It's Serena. not. It's, it's, it's not Deeb. It's not it's Thunder, not Thunder Rosa. Rosa. It's not Deeb. It, it no. would be very unfair of us and anybody else to blame blame the women here. I. I, I don't know why the women's championship is taking a backseat to a lot going into these pay-per-views. Uh, you know, we, we get enough of this on Monday and Friday. You know, Bianca yeah. Belair has flattened. She she is, she is not the same at all. She, that, she had that great match with Becky at WrestleMania. She's not, she's not the same. Ronda Rousey is a fucking failure. You know, nothing, nothing's happening on Monday and Friday. I feel like, I, feel, I just feel like women's wrestling right now, everybody wants to speak about, oh, women deserve this, women deserve that. Yes, they do. There are some incredible women's athletes in this industry that are not being treated creatively like they should. 
And, you know, everybody wants better for women's wrestling. And I just feel like the E, and I, I, I don't want to say Tony Khan's not focusing on the women because he is. We're getting this great tournament. But there's something, there's something not right here. Something, something is completely off. And, and I read a report today that several AEW talent, you know, MJF is apparently unhappy. I don't think MJF is unhappy. But then the report claims that I read today that there are a few others in the back that are feeling MJF sentiments and that they are unhappy. And they cited there isn't a packing order in the back. There's no, it's chaotic in the back. There's no semblance of, of order backstage in AEW. I wonder if this is largely because of the women's division. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man, but it, it definitely appears that the women are not getting enough, not only time, but enough effort. If you think back to um, Britt Baker's run as women's champion, she was all over fucking television. She was all over, whether she was wrestling or not, she was all over TV. She, I mean, she was front and center. She didn't, she, it, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like the women's division took a back burner. I mean, she had, I mean, she could have used more credible opponents, but, the, but for her run, you know, there was no lack of Britt Baker, you know? I mean, so here it does feel like, that the women's division and the women's title is not being given the same um, amount of time to flourish as it did with Britt Baker. I don't know. I don't know what they got to do. I don't know what type of structure they need in place there. I don't know who's booking the women's division. I don't know why there's just a lack of creativity as far as storylines go. I know Tony Khan is trying to force a lot onto these shows because he's got three hours of television every week, and that's not including the dark shows. Those usually go 40, 45 minutes or an hour. But there isn't yeah. there isn't enough TV time. But this is your your major championship in the entire division, and Thunder Rose is on TV a, a total of uh, of sixty seconds tonight. And this is yeah. not this is not a one time thing. This this has happened through her feud with Nyla Rose. This has happened uh, most of this feud with Serena Deeb that just got booked two weeks ago. I mean, what's yeah. what's the issue? Th- does somebody just- does somebody need creative fucking? Uh, creative juices to get the women's division going. Why is there such a lack of creativity? Well, it it it, it looks like you know I, I see I saw someone mention it in the chat that Thunder Rosa has a lack of mic skills. It's not that. that's, that's that's not the case. No, it. But I will say this in that regard, it does feel like Tony Khan has a a lack of um confidence in Thunder Rosa's promo skills. And and I only I only say that because as soon as she won, we were waiting for her to come out and you know express herself and tell us how she felt about everything else. They 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 cut her off at the knees with a with an attack from, you know, um, Nyla. Um, Nyla Rose. So, and then again, I mean, it does seem like when it's time for her to cut her promo and to talk and explain herself, that they do cut her short quite often. So I'm, I believe that Tony Khan believes that she has a lack of promo skills. I don't believe that's the case. Um, I think they need to just let her, let her do what she does. I mean, it can be a backstage segment, maybe not a live crowd, but nonetheless, Thunder Rosa does not have a problem cutting the mic when she's passionate about something and she wants to explain how she feels about it. She's great. But yeah, um, it does feel like Tony Khan does not believe in it though. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, we, we will see what happens and how Thunder Rosa retaliates next week. I can only hope for the best here because right now, even though we are big fans of both 
Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, and we thought Serena Deeb cut a very good promo tonight. Uh, it just doesn't have that fiery flair behind it that we would expect between a match uh, or with a match for a match between these two women. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, we got the main event. And OBS, I don't know what the fuck is going on with my OBS tonight. It is it is ridiculous. I keep going into the red. I don't know why. I go from green to red to, uh, to, to yellow. I don't know what's going on. So let's run through this main event here. Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole. This was the semifinals of the Owen Hart Cup. And Adam Cole wins in about seven minutes. So the, the show dragged on. Oh, I wouldn't say dragged on, but the show went a little a little too long. And, and we get to the main event match, and it, it's about 9.51. The match goes on the air. We, we, time. We, 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 we don't get a, a, a Adam Cole entrance, which is, you know, everybody's favorite part of the show. I mean, he's got a great entrance, great theme. Everybody loves doing Bay Bay and all that other shit. Jeff Hardy, everybody loves going crazy for Jeff Hardy. We got no entrance for either one of these guys. Jeff Hardy got somewhat of an entrance, but Adam Cole attacked him during the entrance. Jesse, we get to the ring. The bell rings. Ding, ding, ding. We go to fucking commercial break at 9.53. They don't come back till 9.56. We get four minutes of television time uh, with a match that is a semifinal match for the Owen Hart Cup between Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy. And that is, that uh, you know, a lot, of pe- a lot of people say that I don't criticize AEW. This is inexcusable. I, I don't know. I don't know what AEW has to do. I don't know what Tony Khan has to do. I, I fully, and Jesse fully understands that they have a lot that they put on the shows because they only have three hours of television. But at some point, you're going to have to do quality over quantity. This is a WWE problem. This should not be an AEW problem. Quality over quantity. There is no fucking way on any show that Jeff Hardy and Adam Cole in an Owen Hart Cup semifinal match gets four minutes of TV time. I complained about this shit with Oscar and Bianca Belair on Monday night. That was a fucking travesty that they gave those women four minutes and those two women, how good they are, could main event any WWE pay-per-view that they wanted. And they got yeah. four fucking minutes. These guys got four minutes, and it's inexcusable. And I honestly think, Jesse, it is time to start opening up the lines of discussion. I don't know if Tony Khan can do something. If NXT 2.0 can get a five-minute fucking overrun, there is no excuse why TNT can't give AEW Dynamite a five-minute overrun. Five minutes of an overrun would have went so long for these two in this match. And AEW deserves a five minute over. I mean, I, 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 th- it's inexcusable. It really is. Well, well look, if, 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 if you need more time, you can't expect the network to give it to you. You got to plan your show accordingly. Maybe, maybe don't, pl- maybe don't, and I don't know how he fucking plans his show, but maybe don't do it in such a linear fashion. Instead of doing it that in a linear fashion, do it with, with what's important. Start off with the main event. So the main event is here. The main event needs at least 15 minutes at least 15 minutes with commercial breaks and entrances a lot that time the women's world championship feud needs 10 minutes for whatever segment you got for it whatever you want to do they need at least 10 minutes to help build their feud you got the world title that needs at least 10 minutes to build that feud set that time aside and build the show around that shit the other shit should be losing time not the main event and not the world titles no no, I mean, just look at the show. I mean, again, I don't know. I know people in AW watch this show. I don't know who watches it. I know that I know for a fact that that, that, that people in AW watch this show. Whoever management roster, whoever, whoever, people do watch this show. Okay, I I, I want to sit. I want to sit here and tell you 
that the Keith Lee and Swerve match with the, the work horseman did not need to be on the show. No. It, it did not. not need to be on the show. You could have uh, you could have achieved the same fucking goal if you had Keith Lee and, and, and if you want to put it on Rampage, put it on Rampage, whatever the case yeah. may be. We as a fan base already know that Swerve and Keith Lee, we're not fucking idiots, that Swerve and Keith Lee are going to get a tag team title opportunity because of the way they've been booked on TV. We know that they're going to be in that match at double or nothing. Why did they need to win uh, against the four, uh, the, the, the four horsemen, the fucking work horsemen here, work J.D. Horsemen. Drake and fucking Anthony Henry? Why did they need to win a match for, for me to realize that they were in the top five or a top contender for the tag team titles? You, you could have yeah. achieved the same outcome by Keith Lee coming out with Swerve and simply cutting a promo and saving five minutes and giving yeah. Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy five fucking minutes. I don't understand how this show gets booked. On a week-to-week basis. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it flows great. It's the quickest two hours in all of fucking pro wrestling every week. But shows like this piss me off because it feels rushed. And then when it feels rushed, everything kind of feels unimportant. Yeah, You're you're conducting a fucking tournament for Owen Hart. There should be no matches in this thing under 10 minutes. None. This went seven minutes and four of it was on fucking TV. Most of it was during the commercial. There you go. I don't get it. No, I, I agree. I agree. It, 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 uh, time management, guys. I mean, if take the show that they had tonight, look at it, find out what did not need to be, like you just said, that Keith Lee and Swerve match, that's a dark episode match or rampage. It, it didn't need to be. That could have been omitted. I mean, certain things that could have been omitted, and you make the important thing, you give the important things more time. You only get two hours on your flagship show. A match like that did not need to be on it. No, not at all. Adam Cole wins, obviously. Adam Cole beats Jeff Hardy. Again, I was was even thinking, why they get so short of time? Is Jeff Hardy hurt? Did he really get hurt last week? Is he banged up? I I don't know. We got seven minutes. Cole lowered the boom. There was nothing to this match. Nothing memorable about this match. All I remember is lower the boom by Adam Cole. One, two, three. That was it. After the match was over, Young Buck snuck in the ring. They confronted the Hardys. And Cole clotheslined the Hardys from behind. The Bucks landed a BTE trigger. Darby Allen ran out for the save. If anybody should be hurt, it's fucking hitting. Sting joined in. Bobby Fish and O'Reilly attacked Darby and the Hardys. Sting uh, absorbed an O'Reilly chair shot in the back. No selling it like he usually does. The Bucks stereo super kick Sting. They put Sting's leg in a chair and they pulmonized his leg. O'Reilly leapt onto the chair and uh, crushed his leg, like I said. Uh, and that was pretty much it. That's the way the show went off the air. And that was your AEW Dynamite. Largely a very good show. Uh, minus a couple of things here and there. But, I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, format your fucking show better. Yeah. There's no fucking, yeah. there's no show on any planet where Adam Cole, should, most of an Adam Cole match should be conducted in the middle of a fucking commercial. No. 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 You, you have way too much talent and too many things going on to fit everything into a two-hour show. We all know that. So the stuff that you decide is going to make it on TV needs the proper amount of time to breathe. It's very important. Yeah. Listen, guys, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. Uh, we need 12 likes for 1,000. I know there's 12 geeks in the chat that have not hit the thumbs up. What, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Hit that thumbs up. Thank you so very much for 1,000 likes, guys. We got some Super Chats to go over. We got some memberships to read. And I want to thank you guys for joining me on your Wednesday nights here for the AW Dynamite Post Show, man. Number one in the community as always. Thank you so very much. And uh, Jesse and I really appreciate it. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos on the channel, man. Tons of Sasha Banks coverage on my end. Go and check it out. 
Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. You guys want to go follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Jesse's also got the uh, dark watch alongs on Monday and Tuesday. So go follow him on YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button. And Who make- is I'm sorry. Are you familiar with are you familiar with the LA Dojo? No. That's a new Japan, Japan dojo. New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. uh stable. Yeah. Alright, they showed up on dark. Uh, the stable did had a um had a had a match with um 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 the nightmare factory crew and beat them but whatever but i'm um, sure but, alfred konuha is uh jumping for joy i'm sure he'll be talking shit about it uh, on yeah. saturday morning yeah that, that, when he releases the fast nationals like a fucking scumbag because he pays <laughs> for them or maybe he's a fucking shill in wwe sense and fucking cheese plates out the ass in return for the rampage fast nationals man i don't know well they're 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 here and probably coming to tv soon the the la dojo uh, oh great who's in the la dojo i don't watch new japan nobody that i know really. okay well then i don't if you don't know him i don't know none at all all right ladies and gentlemen let's go with the super chats here uh we are gonna start at the top uh we got wales with a ten dollar super chat hey jd i'm slaving away at the overnight shift tonight because i miss dynamite I'm from Buffalo, so I wanted to tell you, Jesse, that I love you, and I'm really hoping you are doing okay mentally. Much love. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Wells. Thank you so much. Uh, b- by the way, Wells, we love you, man, but uh, fuck Buffalo, man. <laughs> fuck Buffalo. Uh, there's uh, there's a couple people that uh, I would wish uh, uh, really ill outcomes upon in Buffalo. Uh, what about What about Long Island? Uh, Long Island, man. Uh, Long Island people. I love Long Island people. You love Long Island? Oh, you're a fucking heel, man. Yeah, Holy I love smokes. Long Island people, man. Wow. I think Long Island is a fantastic part of New York City. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a fucking heel. Man. Yeah, man. Not Plainview, though. Plainview is fucking boring, man. It's in the, it's in the name. Plainview. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to live in Plainview, ever. <laughs> But uh, you know other other parts of uh, of Long Island, man. Uh, what do we got? We got uh, Dix Hills, and we got uh, Port Washington, man. Fine, fine towns, man. Fine towns. Wait, Dix Hill, Dix Hills, D I X. Get your mind out of the gutter, clown. I hey, where you hang out is okay, bro. I Listen, get man. I hang out in uh, in Queens. Dix Hill. Okay. Yeah, I hang out in Queens. Uh, Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. Pro wrestling just occurred. And then he says with another 499 Super Chat, DMD, excellent meat. Well, I don't know, man. Britt's got some Brit's got some meat to her, bro. But uh, I mean, we saw Tony Tony Storm tonight. What, what's going on? Britt Baker? That that's Tony Brown? That's Tony Brown. Britt Baker's got booty meat. Right, listen, man, I'm not gonna I'm not going to question Tony Brown's uh, taste in booty meat, bro. Yeah, Tony Brown is the booty meat king. We man. got Tony Storm and Thunder Rose on the show tonight. He's talking about DMD. DM, uh, okay. I and 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 Makiito. Who? <laughs> you don't like Makiito's booty? Maki eats no. Oh, come on, man. Joseph Taylor with a two dollar super chat. Give me Johnny Elite versus Ray Phoenix. Sure. If I could book it, I'd make it happen. Yeah. Stephen Stephen May with a two dollars super chat. CM Punk really wants people to hate him. No, he doesn't. Just leave Phil Brooks alone, man. Can we direct that hate towards Ryan Satin, who's a fucking scumbag, who got owned by Swerve on social media? 
Love it. Or was it Punk that owned Ryan Satin? Ryan Satin called, uh, or CM Punk called Ryan Satin a scumbag. I don't get why. I don't get why people are so angry about Maki Ito. Nah, I'm not gonna get into politics on your show. Uh, I don't want right. to get into politics on my own show, but uh, let CM Punk time. support what CM Punk wants to support, man. I don't give a fuck. I just care about him as a uh, as a professional wrestler. That, uh, whatever his beliefs are, is are his beliefs. I mean, it is what it is. Of course, people who are not having it want to tell other people what they can and can't do. I mean, whatever, man. Deontay McCombs with a $5 super chat. Maki Ito, of all people. I don't care if Britt Baker was going to win. Athena was right there. She was streaming on Twitch, bro, with her husband. She was playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sorry. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Maybe Gargano at double or nothing to help Darby and the Hardys. I don't know. Maybe maybe Johnny Gargano could fill in for Brian Danielson, being that he's fucking hurt. I don't know. You want to talk about pro wrestling? Johnny, Gar- Johnny Gargano is Johnny Wrestling against the sports entertainers. That he was fine, but he was limping a bit. Okay. Okay, good. So, good. We shall see. Michael Evans with a $10 super chat. Happy to be a new VIP. Great night of wrestling tonight. Last 30 minutes was rushed horribly. Awesome coverage of the Sasha Banks Naomi walkout. No one covered it better than JD. You better damn, you better believe it, man. You better, you better believe it. Love it. Thank you, Michael Evans, and thank you for coming to VIP, man. What are you drinking tonight? The Villain TV with a $5 super chat. 1,000 likes, guys. Uh, Villain, we got it, bro. We got it, man. Uh, We got uh, Matt Eagle with a 499 super chat. Did either of you see the tweet from AEW that named Johnny Gargano as the Joker before it quickly was deleted and replaced with Johnny Elite? Uh, I did see that, but uh, I only saw a screenshot of it. Train Hartnett in the chat says Maki Ito is greater than Sasha the hair the hair hatted hooligan Banks. Well, now you know why you're benched, Train Hartnett. I'll go tell Mikaze that you're a fucking scumbag. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a two dollar super chat. Uh, Jesse left the lights on in the venue all night. I did not. They're on the timers, bro. See, see, fake news, fake news. Uh, Jay Coyle with an eight-month membership. I enjoyed Dynamite tonight. Some things felt a little off, especially towards the end, but overall, I'd say a 7 out of 10 show. Thank you, Jay Coyle, with the eight-month membership, man. Uh, I enjoyed Dynamite, but uh, it was a... uh, It was rushed. Xavier Chavez with a new membership. Xavier, what are you drinking, man? Thank you for being a VIP. Hoyt Reynaldo with a 199 Super Chat. Dynamite. Fire Dynamite. Jesse got my... Captain and Coke right tonight. He better. I don't know how you fucked that up. How do you fuck that up? Angel Alaga, not only with a $100 super chat. Once again, Angel, thank you so much, brother. He becomes a member for five months. We love Angel over here. Thank you, Angel. Uh, Shell John with a 999 super chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? What's up, man? What up? Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. Vince McMahon needs to wake up and realize that it's not the attitude error or the ruthless aggression error anymore with the way he treats women. They'll never get past that, man. I honestly think that it's a a smear campaign against Sasha right now, and I honestly think that they just consider Sasha a good hand and not on the level of Becky or Charlotte. It's sad. 
I've I've said that on my stream. I I think when when Vince started putting shit into Corey Graves' ear and they put that statement out, I think right away it it gave the shills and the apologists something to clamor to and a narrative to run with that Sasha was the one unprofessional. Yeah. I, I think if they wouldn't have said anything at all, that narrative would not be out there at all. So I think that was a deliberate plant of information to have that now that 50-50 amongst the community going on as to who the whose side you're on. Yeah. So Scenario wants you away with a five dollar super chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? Word out there is that there will be belts introduced for the winners of the tournament. What belts? Fuck you talking about each one's getting a belt, not a trophy or a title shot. Someone told me that the winners were getting pink belts in, uh, in, in commemoration of Owen and Red. Yeah, you know. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully that comes with a title shot as well. Yeah, uh, DJ Foot Clan with a $5 super shot. I always find it funny when Disco Inferno trashes AEW. Serena Deep's promo tonight was top tier. Props to the IWC Don. Order my t-shirt tonight, bro. Thank you, DJ Foot Clan. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, yes, guys, go get your new JD t-shirt at bonfire.com. Link is in the description. Go and check it out. Steven Ross with a $4.99 super shot. Great show tonight, JD. Can I get a birthday shout out for my birthday tomorrow? Steven Ross, happy birthday, man. Everybody give Steven Ross some birthday cake emojis in the chat. JP5150 with a $5 super chat. I'm going to need my casual Casa Dragones over Ice JD taking two drinks. One for Sasha and one for a good dynamite tonight. Minus Maki Ito, LOL. Cheers to you, JP. I love you, brother. The Wolfness Way becomes a member for 12 months. Thank you, brother. One year as a VIP, five years as a fan. You and Jesse helped me get through so much BS this past year. And I'm finally in a good place again. Much love, OTS for life. We love you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. We're going to continue to be here for you always. Me, Wilson, with a 1999 Super Chat. Tonight's show was stacked, and I love this show. The thing was, the women's joker was eh, but a fun show tonight. One more week before Double or Nothing. JD and Jesse, you guys nailed this review as usual. Thank you, Wilson. Thank you. Thank you, Wilson. Always appreciate your, uh, your kindness in the chat, man. Nick Crispino for the $5 Super Chat. Do they have the space for a Blood and Guts match at the pay-per-view? Seems like a street fight to me. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We both want to see Blood and Guts. I think it's time. Well, there's some trolls in the chat, huh? Yeah, it's about yeah. time. time we wrap this up. Uh, Barry Goldwater with a $5 Super Chat. Man, I can't wait for MJF to go to WWE. It's been dry over there. Yeah, Barry, you're going to have to wait another five years, bro. Seven years. MJF ain't going nowhere, man. And by the time his next contract is up, he's still going to be in his early 30s, man. Not even going to be in his prime yet. Yeah, what did he give him? A five-year deal originally? Yeah. He's going to get at least another five one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robert Lamoa with a $10 super chat. Over the past year, you defend Velveteen Dream, Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee, Ember Moon, Sasha Max, and Naomi, yet people still call you raceless. racist. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the it's the cool it's what the cool kids do on social media, man. It's it's what they do. You know what what can I say? You defended Velveteen Dream. Um, I called him out on it, but I mean he was proved innocent. Man, but he, he, he was not proven innocent. Why? What are you talking about? Who said he was proven innocent? By who? I don't. I don't. I don't see anything out there. 
WWE didn't find anything. Well, I mean, that's all you need to know. No, proven innocent means you were charged, taken to court, and found not guilty of your charges. Listen, man. You he know, wasn't found innocent of one shit. One of the biggest failures, man. One of the biggest letdowns is Velveteen Dream. Yeah, stop touching kids. Listen, I don't know. He did come off a little weird. <laughs> that was his old gimmick. I know, well. I mean, it is what it is. He'll never wrestle again. Uh, no. Hibiscus with a 499 Super Chat. Yo, JD, just want to say you and Jesse are awesome. And if you saw the new Spider-Man movie, I did not. I- I'm late to the party, man. I just watched the Batman. I'll catch up on it. Spider-Man's on TV now, man. Just click it and watch it. Barry Goldwater with a $20 Super Chat. In WWE, you can win the Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, Main Event, WrestleMania, win the Elimination Chamber, win the World Title. And here at AEW, you could win the World Championship and TNT title. What else can you do in AEW? I don't know, man. That's up for Tony Khan to uh, decide. Be booked correctly? Yeah. Yeah, you can win all that, Barry Goldwater, but uh, creatively, you could be booked uh, alongside The Miz and uh, wrestle alongside fucking zombies in a lumberjack match. Sasha and Naomi won titles. How happy do they seem right now? Yeah. Not very happy at all. Uh, we got a $5 Super Chat from Wild Stallion 77. Omega is away getting well, and that's why the women's division has slipped back. Don't you think Kenny Omega is is kind of on the phone with management? I heard they took the division from him because it wasn't doing well. Oh, I don't know. I don't know who's I mean, in charge I, I, of the division now. Maybe, maybe it's ago. Billy Gunn. I don't know. It's Tony Khan. He say he runs everything. I don't know. Something's uh, something's wrong. There's a problem there. Uh, Robert Lamoa with two five dollars super chats. If WWE were smart, they would quietly get rid of the tag team championships. Yes, they would. The women's tag team championships. Really, you guys meet in all in. Looks like you guys were friends since high school. It was all in, bro. Starcast. I'm a very likable person. Sometimes. Oh, what the fuck? The professional gamer. Thank you for the two dollars super chat, bro. Rampage should go live two hours against SmackDown. No. Rampage should not be live at two hours on Friday night. It should be live two hours on a Thursday night. Or how about a Tuesday night? Nobody watches NXT. I'd gladly cover Rampage live at two hours. I need something to do on Tuesdays. Yeah. Thursday. I'll take Saturday. Just its own day. We got a $2 super chat from Fuzzy. Happy to see they gave Maki her full entrance. I am not. (laughs) Cal L, what a five dollar super chat! What's up, fellas? Been a while, miss you guys. Hey JD, have you trained this clown about sour cream on tacos yet? LOL, Mustang still rule. I don't think I'll ever get him uh, caught up on sour cream. You know what, Jesse? I had tacos last night, man. I had uh, street tacos. I made delicious street tacos, man. Ate outside. It was a beautiful day. I had jalapeno crema. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Okay. I didn't use sour cream on my tacos last night. Look. That's jalapeno crema. That's fine on specialty tacos. You just can't put sour cream on your regular fucking taco. No. Okay. No, no, no. All right. I'm still, I'm still learning, man. I'm sorry. There we go. Daniel Rodriguez. Calwell, thank you so much, man. Nice to see you back in the Super Chats. Daniel Rodriguez, 499. Even the guy who's behind the WWE Fox Twitter account even confirmed that Punk, well, with Punk, that Satin was the most difficult person to work with. Ryan Satin is a fucking cocksucker, man. I hope that he continues to stalk porn stars in his local Whole Foods. I have a Whole Foods just right down the road where I am, man. I'm going to go to Whole Foods, and I'm going to act like Ryan Satin. I want to see what happens. 
Nobody wants to be Ryan Satin. Ryan Satin sucks, man. I get more views than Ryan Satin, and Ryan Satin is a fucking WWE cocksucker. Jesse apparently loves Ryan Satin. He's his favorite podcaster. Right? Did I get that right? No? I've never I've never read or heard anything about Satin. I don't know. He's a fucking he's a fucking bitch, man. You, I hear God, you know, the, about- you, know the, you know people say that Sap has a punchable face, man. At least Sap is a fucking decent human being. Ryan Satin's got the most punchable face ever, man. Holy shit! I've only heard about Satin from you. That's it. He's after Nikita Lyons, says Hulagram. I don't blame him. I is don't he blame married? him. Has he? Uh, yes, he's married, and his wife is even a fucking a fucking blowhard too. Holy shit! Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, thank you so much, brother. Neb with a $2 super chat. Saw someone doing coke in the venue bathroom. Uh, bro, listen, I don't know what you... Maybe you were Maybe you were so drunk, man. Maybe you sat next to uh, Bruce Pritchard, man, who who seems to be drunk while riding Raw and SmackDown every week. Uh, that's that's not allowed here. No, that's we not allowed here, man. I don't know what we you... We don't, don't play around with that shit. No. no. There's no drugs in the venue, man. Uh, Barry Goldwater with $5 super chat. I'm starting to think that Big Swole is right about AEW and the structure. It's terrible. Nobody... I don't know, Barry, do you work there? I mean, look, nobody said Big Swole was 100% wrong in everything that she said. The consensus was she went about it the wrong way. That's it. That's it. Tenario with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? Another question. What's your favorite kind of steak, and how do you like it cooked? Uh, In the summer, I love skirt steak. Everything is medium, by the way. I love skirt steak in the summer. My favorite steak is filet mignon, man. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could do a ribeye, a boneless ribeye or a filet. Yeah. Me- medium for sure. Yeah, medium. But my burgers, though, I will say this. My burgers have to be well done. I do not like a bloody bun. Good. That's what I was supposed to be, man. Ground beef and steak should not be cooked the same. No. Perfect. Uh, Diablo Stacko, I know a lot of people, my dad my dad eats bloody burgers. I'm like, how the fuck do you eat that with the fucking bun, man? I, I need a solid, I can't have a soaking bun with fucking blood or or fucking uh, all these other condiments on lettuce. You know, it just sips with watery bun. Nobody wants that shit. No, a well-done burger. And I think yeah. well-done is, is, is taken, like, too far or out of control. Well-done does not mean dried out and burnt. It just means barely, barely fully cooked. That's yeah. it. Uh, Diablo Stacola with a $5 super chat. Look, I love Asian women, but when the American Idol reject comes out, I'm very disappointed, and no one, and no, she does not have the booty meat. No. No booty meat. No, there's no booty meat on Maki Ito, bro. No, but I don't even think anybody's looking for that type of thing on Maki Ito. No. Uh, man of a uh, thousand and five hole. The only people that like Maki Ito are, are, are the people that have fucking anime fetishes, man, that watch anime porn. Th- those are the people that enjoy Maki Ito. I'm, so- I'm sorry, man. No offense to anybody in the chat, but that's just how I feel. Now, if we want to talk about EO now. Well, EO, uh, I mean, oh. uh, I mean, EO is beautiful. Oh, whole nother story. Buddy. Whole nother story, man. Uh, man of a thousand and five holds, two dollars super chat. I'll send you a Maki Ito's new album, JD. No, thank you. Uh, I will take it and I will burn it and then I will send you the fucking ashes. And Coil Phoenix with a ten dollars super chat. Hey, JD and Jesse, just wanted to come on here and announce I'm getting married. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I'm getting married and wanted to ask you guys if you want to come and celebrate with me. Hashtag OTS for life. Well, Coil Phoenix, where are you? Number one, where you at? 
Where you at? Where bro? you at? Where, where where's Coil Phoenix getting married at? That's what I need is, to know. Is it Phoenix? It better not be Phoenix, man. I never been to Phoenix, and I don't really travel. I don't. I don't really want to travel to Phoenix in the summertime, man. Ooh. It's dry heat at a fucking 115 degrees. No, thank you. Ooh, I went to Phoenix once as a kid, man. Like for one weekend. My God, it was fucking hot. I will be. I will be in Arizona at some point. I think my buddy Omen lives in uh, my my buddy Mike Omen lives in uh, in Phoenix, and he's getting married at some point. And uh, and I know he's already told me he's invited me to the wedding. So I don't know. Congratulations, Coiled Phoenix. Yeah. Cold Good things. luck. We're, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're happy for you. Good luck. Another single female in the OTS venue now off the market, bro. Who, who's left for everybody in the chat? Nobody. Wait, Coil Phoenix is a female? I believe so, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Where are you at, Coil Phoenix? There we go. Yeah. Buffalo. All right, there you go, bro. Buffalo. It's all you. Uh, I just I just got done ripping Buffalo earlier. There you go. Now you got to go there. Now I got to go to Buffalo. Great. Now you got to go. Uh, Neb with a two-dollar super chat. Jesse, the venue bathroom is dirty. Get on it, clown. Bro, I don't clean bathrooms. Bro. Uh, no, you don't clean your own bathroom. I, I don't. I don't clean your bathroom. Uh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Cal, well, I don't use. The, I don't use the public bathroom in the venue. I got my fucking VIP lounge. Uh, no red meat for me. Chicken and seafood only. LOL. Mustangs rule with a five-dollar super chat. Cal, uh, listen, bro. No, no worries, man. No worries. I don't eat seafood, man. I, JD does not eat seafood. Me either. I don't eat seafood at all. Uh, Jesse, we're about to get out of here, man. Again, guys, I apologize for the uh, shaky OBS. I don't know what the fuck happened, man. I may have to update OBS. Maybe it's my computer. My computer's been having problems, man. I don't know. My computer seems to be overheating. It's fucking Clean. brand new PC that I got last year from Paradox Customs. I don't know. Clean it, clean it out, man. Clean I did. I did. Um, anyway. Uh, again, guys, thank you so much. Thank you for everything. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the memberships. Go check out the Sasha. Uh, episodes tonight. If you missed any of them, go get your new t-shirt, man. The Dawn of the IWC. It is now available on Bonfire. Link is down below in the description. Guys, I need two things before I get out of here. Number one, I need those guitar emojis. Number two, for my VIPs, those Mustang emojis if you got them. And when you hear that guitar solo, come on, man. The sounds of Pilot ringing out through the venue, man. I need that music on max. Guys, I will see you. I don't know if I'll see you tomorrow. But live, I'll be live for Friday Night Smackdown right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later. And we're done, man. Oh, God. I did not feel like doing